This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction in Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tishy. And this is our 115th episode of Talk Direction. And oh my gosh, you guys will have noticed that Tishy is not Kara, and we have a <laughs> special guest today. Um, so I just want to welcome Tishy to the show. How are you today? I'm great. I had a couple of classes today, and tomorrow is my long, stressful day. So this is just a perfect ending to what was a decent day so yeah I'm That's doing so all right good. Yay, I'm so happy for you um, I'm so happy that you're here literally I messaged Tishy like a couple days ago like um so Kara can't make the show do you want to be on and you were like just totally on board ready to go yeah. um no this has so been awesome. like in my head a long time coming I, back in like like two years ago, I think, 2016 or 15, I was like, I really want to be on the show. And I don't think I ever told you guys this. Oh. But then, like, I, I don't know, just I got that DM and I was like, literally shook. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I can't wait. So, yeah, I couldn't decline. Oh, I'm so happy. It's a, it's mutual love because <laughs> I feel like I've known you for so long. Because you were there, like, way near the beginning of the yeah. podcast. So. We've known each other on over the interwebs for a long time, and now we finally get to talk in person, which is awesome. Um, and Great. you're calling all the way from India. There's a big time difference right now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're over there. I'm over here, but we're making it work, which is awesome. Um, I've, I've put um, the Indian time zone into my phone so that I could you know, keep, keep, make sure I wasn't adding, like, wrong because my uh, <laughs> mental math skills are pretty poor um, <laughs> but we we made it because this is last time when we recorded with someone who we had um Sasha on who did yeah. Styles movie news and she was amazing but I messed up the time like conversions and like oh, we were good. waiting around like two hours before we should have been and it was all oh, awkward no. but it worked out <laughs> and this worked out so that's good um so, yeah, so Kara could make it this week, but um, she'll be on soon. She got a new job, so that's taking up a lot of her time. Um, but I'm so happy to have Tishy here, and we're going to have an amazing episode because this is the Flickr episode. We finally Yay. get to talk about the album and talk about all of Niall's songs, which is amazing. Um, and I'm just excited to get into it all. And it's like one of those things where, like, I feel like I try to plan less, and then as I go, just like, so much more like comes. So yeah. I don't know how long this episode's gonna be, but it's probably gonna be longer than you know, <laughs> an hour and twenty minutes. That's for sure. We'll that see how long we so can fine talk. by me. Yeah. Okay, awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, the, the only thing I'm putting off is working on uh, a paper due Friday, so I'm good with recording and <laughs> um, <laughs> talking about Niall as much as I can. Um, yeah. So before we get into any news or into the album, I wanted to do our little guest introduction thing that we do when we have guests on to learn a little bit more about 
their love of One Direction, uh, their experience in the fandom, and all that good stuff. So I'm going to do a little interview for you, Fishy, and we'll get to find out sure. more about you. <laughs> um, the, the first question I have is, when did you get into One Direction, and why did you get into them? So I got into them a little late. Like, it was right after Zayn left. Which, I mean, it's not like I was sitting around waiting for him to leave and then, like, just when he did, I was like, yes, now's my time. But um, I remember watching uh, a video on YouTube that, like, announced that he left. And I went to school and literally I could not stop thinking about it for the whole day. And then that day turned into, like, weeks. And every day I'd go onto Twitter and just, like, see what was happening. And, I mean, yeah. it was such a, like, spectacular pop culture moment in history. Yeah, it really was. And I just couldn't, uh, like not involve myself in that and then like I just continued and just was sucked in um indefinitely so that's how that <laughs> happened I love how everyone's like stories of how they got involved always end with like this big black hole of one direction that they get sucked into and you like, can't <laughs> leave I feel like that's a mutual experience with everyone um, yeah also I, I was just I'm so yeah, sorry, but I'm I'm sitting in a classroom, like an empty classroom, and someone just walked in and heard me say the last few lines, and she just <laughs> gave me a weird look and walked out. So that's that's great. That's amazing. <laughs> when random people overhear you talking about One Direction or something, they just like totally don't get it. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, okay, so the next question is, what is your favorite One Direction song or favorites? Okay. I guess there are too many. I, I once. I tried to sit down and write my favorite song from each album and I had to do like top three or like top five from each it's, it's ridiculous but if I had to um probably end of the day at least at the moment yeah. like I mean it's it's just a really upbeat fun song and it has like that mm -hmm. tempo change which I love every time that yeah. happens but yeah I mean there's, there's a lot more that I can list but I don't want to like take up too much time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's Kara and I literally when we're trying to pick like a, a top three we each have like seven songs um yeah end of the day is a really solid pick though like when we did um our like ranking every single 1D song I think it was yeah. in my, like top seven at least or top five or something amazing um, so I definitely agree such a good song <laughs> Um, do you have a favorite One Direction memory, like fandom or something with the boys or whatever it is? Um, I mean, anytime they support each other online, like my heart just melts. Um, yeah. But if I want to get real, I think the Naughty Boy and uh, Louis <laughs> fight on Twitter, because that was around the time when I was like not sure if I want to commit myself to these people. Yeah. Um, and then that night, I just spent the whole day, like, refresh I mean, the whole night refreshing my Twitter, and I just, that was a very iconic moment, so I can't forget that. It really was, and that's, like, when the whole fandom, like, is online, we're in it together, we're, like, yeah. going through it, that was, I, that episode, that was, like, one of our very first episodes, yeah. I think, and we just, like, tore apart that entire drama. <laughs> I want to go back and listen to that, because that was, like, when it was fresh, like, it was really fresh right then. <laughs> um, good, good memories. Um all right, next question. What do you think about the boys going solo, and how do you feel about this whole hiatus thing? Because I know some people are more like, bring the boys back together, and then other people yeah. are like, no, 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 I'm liking this hiatus. So, I mean, I, can we call it a hiatus anymore? Like, it's, it's I, their I careers that's happening. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I love it because we're getting, like, five times as much music as we would. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, I mean, they're very distinct tastes. 
And to be honest, like Niles is the only one that completely suits my taste. Um, well, so it's like One Direction. You're on this <laughs> yeah. So. Um, like a One Direction album would be fine. Like I'd be really happy with that kind of music taste, which which sits well with me. But I mean, I'm I'm happy for them to like go off and do their own things because it's so lovely to see them be their own artists. And so yeah. I'm all for it. But as long as they come back, like eventually, come on, <laughs> like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a really good uh, way to say it because it is. They're like mm-hmm. spreading their wings. They're doing their own thing. Um, but, like, eventually it would be awesome to have another album sometime in the future, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's cool to see all the solo stuff. And we're all, we are really getting, like, so much stuff, five times yeah. of stuff, which is really great. Um, okay, so the last question is, and you sort of, I guess, answered it a bit. Um, yeah. Which is, whose solo music are you enjoying the most? Um, and I guess we'll, we'll get into the favorite song later. So don't yeah. like give away, maybe pick a favorite song from Harry or Liam and then, okay. yeah. And then we'll get into the Nile stuff. So, um, Harry's probably has to be two ghosts mm-hmm. uh, or even sweet creature. And I think that makes sense because it's the more acoustic-y laid yeah. back, um, side to Harry's. And for Leo, do I have to pick a Leo? <laughs> um, no, but I, I really like Bedroom Flow, like, compared to the other uh-huh. things he's put out. Like, um, That's and good. I keep, yeah, I keep, I keep telling people, like, he should have gone down the jazzy, bluesy Michael yeah. Bublé, or even, like, sort of Justin Timberlake thing. I, mm. I mean, I, I support him, but I'm just not, not a fan of the music. But, yeah, I mean, Bedroom Flow is, is pretty good. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I liked Bedroom Floor. We're gonna have an. It's hard because uh, Bedroom Floor came out the same day as Niles' album, and obviously, like a whole album release takes priority. But we will be doing um, a song discussion about Bedroom Floor, and hopefully, having a big Liam fan on because um, Kara and I aren't the biggest Liam fans. (laughs) Not like it's just like we like his music, but we're not. You know, when it's like Harry or Nia or Louis, I think we've been more expressive about how much we like their music. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah, I Which agree is with fine. you there. Yeah, everyone has, yeah. like, different tastes. It's not like... Yeah. That's what you get in this hiatus era of One Direction. People growing their separate ways. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say that um, we've been getting a lot of wonderful emails from all you beautiful listeners, and we're going to take them on when Kara comes back so she can be a part of that discussion. So don't worry, we have them, and <laughs> we will be going over them, um, but on a future episode so that she can be there. Um, moving into news, uh, th- I just have one news story for today because I want to focus more so on um, Niall's album, but I thought that we should talk about the Grammy submissions that each of the boys have put forward. So what this is is um, for to be, in order to be nominated for the Grammys, like, the musicians, or I guess their companies, or whatever, whoever they're with, we, I don't get the music industry, um, but whoever it is, submits songs or albums for different categories. Um, so Harry, Niall, Louis, and Zane have all been submitted. I don't know if Liam had any submitted. I don't, I don't hmm. know. Um, I didn't see that, but um, we're going to talk about the other boys and what they've submitted and if we like what we potentially think they could be nominated for or if it makes sense um so let's start with harry uh he yeah. has submitted sign of the times for record of the year song of the year best rock performance best rock song 
and Best Music Video. He's also submitted Two Ghosts for Best Pop Solo Performance. Uh, Harry Styles Behind the Album, which is the Apple Music Documentary for Best Music Film. And Harry Styles Album of the Year for Album of the Year and Best Rock Album. So there's a lot of submissions there. Yeah. Um, I guess they're just sort of like throwing a whole bunch out there hoping that one of them sticks. <laughs> um, but which ones do you think, like, do you agree with are good submissions or which ones do you think he has potential to be nominated for? Um, well, it makes sense that he's put out the most, right? Because he's the only one other than Zane, like, who has his yeah. entire album. I mean, I'll just, just release it. But um, mm-hmm. I think Sign of the Times makes sense. Like, I know a lot yeah. of people who really like it. And it is rock. I mean, I'm not the expert on, on rock music, so I can't, like, say what is and what isn't. But mm-hmm. um, it, it, I would consider it rock, but it's not, like, the hardcore, like, Catalina Catalina kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, I think this makes sense. And even Two Ghosts, it's like the other kind of music that he's made, um, mm-hmm. which is a bit more laid back. So, I I mean, I like his, his two nominations. And, like, if if it wins Album of the Year, that would be amazing. Like, Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> could you imagine? So yeah. If he got nominated for Album of the Year. I really think Sign of the Times could get some nominations. I definitely yeah. think so. Because it was, like, such a big release and it got so many good reviews and it's a pretty epic song so I think it could be nominated probably not for best I don't know maybe best music video but I don't know Um, (laughs) imagine (laughs) if it's a video of Harry Styles like flying around (laughs) wins best music video (laughs) and they show a clip of the dummy that was used Um, but yeah, I think, like, I think it definitely could be, um, nominated for some of those. And then, I mean, I don't know about Two Ghosts. I feel like it didn't, like, hit big enough in the U.S. at least, hmm. um, that, that it would be up there with probably some of the other ones. I mean, because th- I'm trying to think about who he's competing against, and there's just so many artists that, um, have pop songs. I think it's, like, le- maybe less competition, in, and, and plus, like, his was, like, fits the rock category. Yeah. Um, and then best music film. I don't know what the cutoff is, like in terms of other music video. Um, I mean, other like films, like mm. Lady Gaga's Five Foot Two. I don't know if that yeah. makes the cutoff. Um, I don't know. So perhaps that one, and then maybe he'll get like a nomination for best rock album. We will see. But I, I hope he gets a nomination for something because that would be awesome. Yeah, I just want to see him attend the Grammys. Like, they, have they? They haven't gone before, right? One Direction. I I don't think so, yeah. (laughs) So it would be so cool if he attended. And, like, also potentially attending the um, Oscars as well for Dunkirk. I mean, that's probably going to get nominated for, like, Best Picture. And then, like, you have everyone go. So hopefully we'll get to see him at multiple award shows. Um, I mean, he's going to be at award shows, but those are two really big ones. So that would be nice. Um, okay, then we have Niall, who has submitted Slow Hands for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Pop Solo Performance, I guess. Um, hmm. And then for Best Music Video, he submitted Too Much to Ask. How do you feel about these submissions? Um, okay, so I don't want to give too much away, like we said before, mm-hmm. but I think Slow Hands makes sense. Um, yeah. And I'm quite biased. Like, I, I love that song. But I'm surprised mm-hmm. he didn't uh, submit two goals. I mean, not two goals. Um, this Town. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe it falls into the category of last year. Like, I don't yeah. know. Because he released that a while ago. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, this makes sense. And I don't know about the music video. Like, it's really pretty, like, looking at it. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know how 
how that would like not anything like yeah it's not anything like so incredible that you're like yes this deserves a nomination um yeah i agree with the slow hands i think especially because it just did so well and it was like song of the summer type thing i think it could possibly get a nomination um because of that which would be really cool um i don't i don't think the music video will will cut it but um yeah, definitely slow hands. And yeah. I would like to see, I'd like to see Niall. Niall and Harry go to the uh, Grammys together would be pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so moving on to Louie. Um, he has submitted Just Hold On. And I'm not sure if this was, like, Louie's team or um, Steve Aoki's team have yeah. submitted Just Hold On for Best Dance Song. And then um, it was Digital Farm Animals uh, who, like, produced and worked on Back to You, who submitted Back to You for Song of the Year, Record of the Year, Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance, and Video of the Year. So, do you think these submissions are justified? Um, yeah, it does. Like, I, I mean, I, uh, what's the other one? He, he released Just Like You um, a little while ago. And I don't know, I mean, there must be like a certain period, right? Like, it has to be out for a certain uh, amount of time before they submit it. But, I mean, I think... Yeah, it makes sense. He doesn't have, like, the longest list. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, these two aren't uh, the... Like, both of them are collaborations. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if that changes anything, like, whether they get nominated or not. But mm-hmm. um, I think they're good. Like, they're not my favorite of all time. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, I think maybe the better chance would be the Just Hold On, because, like, Steve Aoki's pretty big in, like, the electric dance like yeah whatever um and that would be cool if he got a nomination for that um but i don't i don't know like back to i mean both neither of these were huge in the u.s and like the grammys is a like u.s um based award show so i don't know like how well like the people who are right like choosing the nominations and stuff would like it's not like they have connections to these songs that they know of or like whatever i don't know how they vote for the guys <laughs> but like it's it's not as big as you know harry's were um so maybe just hold on um but i think there's probably a lot of best dance songs they're competing with yeah so we will see um and then zane has submitted dust till dawn for record of the year song of the year best pop duo group performance because it's featuring sia and best music video, and then I don't want to live forever have has been submitted, and of course this is the one he did with Taylor Swift for record of the year, song of the year, best pop duo, group performance, best music video, and best song written for visual media. Um, what do you think about all of these ones? Um, these two are like pretty big collaborations, right? Taylor Swift and yeah. Sia. So yeah. um, I mean, it's definitely out there. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it got uh, nominated. But I don't know if it would win. I mean, I, I hope it would, but, um, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And I, what, is there anything else that Zane uh, put out in the last year other than these two? I don't. I mean, I don't, he had that um, party next door thing. Oh, right. Still got time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I think these, yeah, these make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I really feel like I don't want to live forever. We'll get something. Because you have Taylor, who's such a powerhouse and has won many yeah. Grammys herself. Um, I think that could get 
definitely best song written from visual media, and that's that would be for Fifty Shades. That's oddly specific. Like. I know it is. <laughs> it's so specific. Um, and then maybe like the duo group performance. I don't know if the music video was that exciting, but I don't yeah. know which, like what the standards are to win that. Um, and Dusk Till Dawn, I don't know, could get nominated. I feel like it was. I really like it. I just don't know, like when you're putting it up against like, um, you know, Justin Bieber and someone else, or like someone else big that everyone knows and was yeah. super popular. It's harder when it's like Zayn isn't as huge as some of the biggest artists, which is why like the Taylor Swift Zayn one could had a huge impact. Like, yeah. With them together, um, it could be it could be something. No, but I hope that at least, like, one out of each of these gets nominated so that they can all have a reunion. And then Liam can just go, just for fun. <laughs> Liam shows up as well. Don't leave him out. Um, yeah, that would be really nice. I hope. I think probably... I, I, have to, I think Slow Hands has best uh, Side of the Times and then I Don't Want to Live Forever. I would, I would put yeah. my money on those ones, but... Yeah, um, I agree. We'll see. I think the nominations can maybe come out, like, December, late November, December. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. But we'll be keeping you updated on the podcast, and we'll discuss them when they come out. Um, All right. So moving on to the main discussion, the moment we've all been waiting for, our Flickr album review. Woo! Um, so, on October 20th, Niall released his first ever solo album, titled Flickr, um, and of course we had pretty much, I don't know, I don't know what your experience was listening to the songs beforehand, and I'll ask you in a bit, but Mm -hmm. most of the fans had heard a lot of the songs beforehand because he started touring, um, before he released the album, but now we're getting the actual studio versions of the songs, which is nice, um, and Niall has been super engaged on Twitter, which is amazing, and it feels like he's just so proud. So I'm going to read some of the stuff he's tweeted in the past week. Um, he said, feeling the love. Thank you all so much. Hashtag Flickr is yours now. Um, and then he also said, it's time. Flickr is out. Finally. I've spent the last year and a half writing. Uh, I've spent the last year and a half writing and recording this album. It's something that I've worked really hard on, and I'm incredibly proud of it. This is the first time I've put my thoughts and emotions on paper and then onto record, and it feels really good. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for everything so far. Lots of love, Nyler XX. Which is super cute. Um, yeah. I, I love how you can tell like he wrote this on his notes app on his <laughs> iPhone and just like screenshotted it. Um, yeah. Very high tech there, Nile. And um, he's so consistent with putting spaces in between I know. his um, punctuation. <laughs> like, he's done it, like, seven times in this one post. Like, oh, good it's for you. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an odd one. I don't know why he does that. I, I, like, was, I don't know. Is that people from Ireland? Let us know if that's <laughs> how, <laughs> how it works over there. I don't think it is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why he does it like that. Like... I know sometimes if you're, like, typing word and you misspell it, sometimes there ends up being, like, a space because it corrects it, and then, yeah. like, the space doesn't go away, but, like, this is clearly not that. He just <laughs> he just does it oddly. Um, 
And then he also had this really long, like, Q&A video message session on Twitter, which was so nice. And if anyone hasn't watched them, definitely go watch them all. Um, I think he also tweeted out, like, a compilation, like, one of those moments story things where you can just swipe through and watch them all. Um, Because that was really nice. And I feel like he's just so engaged with the fans, like, and responding to everyone, which is really cool. Um, and he also did an Instagram live while signing albums, which I haven't watched. I saw, like, clips of it, like, when he sang, I think, Harry's song or something, or he was singing Zane's Ooh. song and then singing Fleetwood Mac. I don't know, but did you watch that? Oh, my God, I missed that? that. I have to, no, I have to go back and watch it now. I know. I don't know where it is, but I'm going to find it. I'm sure people <sighs> recorded the whole thing, so... Um, that, it's just, yeah. it's so different than, like, Harry, who, like, posts one Instagram <laughs> photo and then, like, disappears. He's so generous, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I like, I like that Niall's been really engaged. Um, also, Louis tweeted Niall, which was cool. He said, congrats, Niall, on a great album. Lovely sound. Uh, go listen if you haven't already. He also has a problem with putting spaces, um, <laughs> in between his punctuation, um, did any of the other boys tweet and I missed it? Did Liam uh, tweet? I don't think so. I feel like Liam could have because, yeah, I think Liam uh, tweeted to get his album and Niall tweeted to get Bedroom Flow because it came out the same day. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. Well, I'm trying to, like, scroll through and find it right now. I'm clearly not a great planner for this. Yeah, I, I remember that's what they did, but Harry didn't tweet. I'm sure they texted and then... Yeah. Um, Zane, I mean, that we weren't expecting anything from Zane. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so it's good that Louie and Liam both tweeted him. That's cute. Because I feel like Niall, like, just inspires the love from everyone. So all the boys yeah. love him. Um, yeah, which is weird that Harry didn't tweet him. Because, I know. I mean, it's Niall, like, why wouldn't you want to? I know. But... Not, and Harry's like, I need my Twitter aesthetic to be clean and, like, whatever. I can't interrupt it with, you know, tweeting my friends. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He, I'm sure he texted and they probably talked and he congratulated him, but apparently not on Twitter, which is where we <laughs> would get to see it, sadly. Um, and then Niall also performed on Ellen. He performed Too Much to Ask, which is his single. He performed on the Today Show, like, outside, uh, and the Jimmy Fallon, on Jimmy Fallon, and, like, he did, like, one of those little Jimmy Fallon concerts, so there's a whole bunch of songs he performed on there. Um, and he performed at We Can Survive, um, and he tweeted about it. We Can Survive was the concert, benefit concert, put up to raise money for breast cancer because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, mm-hmm. And Harry performed there along with other cool artists like Lord and Kesha, maybe? I don't know if Kesha was there. Um, but uh, Niall tweeted, Lovely evening at We Can Survive. Thanks for having me amongst that lineup. Beautiful to watch my brother Harold in action also. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this tweet? I love it. Like, just the second half of that sentence. Like, I just want to print it out and stick it on my wall. <laughs> Beautiful to watch my brother Harold in action also. Ugh, lovely. Like, he's so forgiven good. for all the crazy punctuation. Like, good content. <laughs> Seriously, my brother Harold. Like, how perfect. Um, I The fans all really loved that one. So, thanks, Niall, for, for saying things like that. 
Um, he also has released uh, an Apple Music documentary. I have not watched it yet. Um, I'm actually going to do an episode where I record me watching it for the first time oh and put it up as a bonus episode. Um, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I've been really bad uh, over the past year with like consuming the content they put out immediately yeah. like I just take my time with it mm. which is a good thing I'm kind of proud of myself but I, I feel like yeah I feel like I kind of forget about it then like I wait too long <laughs> I, I haven't watched Harry's either so what? that's pretty terrible yeah oh my god <laughs> I mean um. I've watched I've watched clips of it I'm sorry to offend you I'm really <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I mean both of them I think I just need to I'm saving it for like a really down day and I can yeah. just like sit and drink some tea and watch it but yeah. I mean that's just my excuse but, um, <laughs> no I think I genuinely like it I just I just need to watch it I, I maybe yeah. I'll watch it with your bonus episode that'll be cool yeah you should because the Harry one we did a bonus episode for that one too and that was yeah. I've watched that one like four times now I think <laughs> three or four times and man it's a good one so yeah. I'm I, I really don't even know I what like Niles is about if it's like Harry's or not or if it's yeah. just more like behind the scenes like uh or like just recordings I'm not really sure so I'm gonna watch that one and um do a whole episode on that but it's cool that he did that as well um and then just to get some facts on Flickr it went to number one on the U.S. Billboard uh 200 chart and number one in Ireland which Niall tweeted about and a whole bunch of other countries um, I don't think it went number one in the UK. I think George Michael beat him out. Uh, that's what I was trying to see. I'm not sure if that's, like, officially released or, like, when the... Um, but I didn't see him talking about going to number one. Um, so, but, you know, he had the number one in the US and in Ireland and in a whole bunch of other countries around the world. So that's pretty good. Um, and so he joined Zane and Harry, both having number ones in the US um, in the U.S. Billboard charts, which is really awesome. It sold 152,000, like, equivalent albums, like, meaning including streaming and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then 128,000 traditional albums. Um, and then comparing that to Harry, Harry outsold him with 230,000 equivalent and 193,000 traditional and Zane also outsold him in terms of the equivalent, which was 157,000 like album equivalents. And then, but but he Niall outsold him in traditional albums because Niall had 128,000 traditional. Zane only had 112,000 traditional, which means more people were streaming Zane's songs than buying like an actual full album. Um, yeah. I feel like I just said a whole bunch of numbers. I don't know if it meant a lot. But so far, Harry's sold the most. Um, then, like, Zane and Niall are, like, different depending on what sort of scale you use. But they're similar. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the fact that he went to number one is amazing. And he, again, tweeted about that. And he said, wow, thank you so much. My mind is completely blown. An album that I wrote has gone to number one in the United States. And I cannot thank you guys enough for supporting it. It's been a crazy couple of years for me between writing, recording, and promoting this record. Today, it really feels like all the hard work has paid off. Huge thanks to my label and my management for the constant support on everything I do. My band have been amazing, traveling around on every TV show and every radio thing with me this year, helping me to achieve this. The fans, you are incredible. The love I get on a daily basis is amazing. Thank you, and thank you again. Love, Niall. 
I don't think I ever read that until just now. <laughs> um, I put it in here. Um, but yeah, that's really sweet. And I'm so glad he went to number one. Uh, just really cool to see that. Yeah, like, and, he deserves and I, it. He does. And it, it like means that definitely I think it was helped by like him releasing, you know, slow hands in this town. Because this seems like it's more than just people who are One Direction fans going and buying it. You know, it's I feel like he has started to garner like his own audience. So that's pretty cool. Right. Um, uh, I actually, while we were recording, he tweeted out, um, "Still can't believe it." Number one hashtag Flickr, which is oh. really cute. So he's still like in shock about it. Which you, is I just, it is. You just know he like appreciates it so much, and it's like, yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine. I want to go have like a a pint with Niall at the pub and discuss his number one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he'd be so down. Like out of all of them. Yeah. Like, oh, lovely. So true. Um, so did you listen to the album when he performed it live? Like, did you spoil yourself or not spoil no, yourself? No, I or? actually didn't. And I think that ties into, like, me being a bit more restrained with how I mm. listen to their stuff. Um, yeah. And so, I I mean, my friends were telling me about uh, how his, his whole album is, like, practically out there. And mm. I know some people listen to just Flickr. Um, mm-hmm. the song Flicker, but I, I told myself that I'd wait until I got the studio version because I didn't want to wow. have expectations. Yeah. I know, which is, it's so interesting that um, he went on tour before it released, and it's so lovely mm-hmm. that like he's able to do that and has fans who like support him go to a show where they haven't heard any of the music and still like, <laughs> yeah. like enjoy it. That's great. But yeah, no, I didn't listen to uh, any of it before. That's so interesting, because I did, so it'll be cool to compare what we do. Yeah. And like, for me, I usually, like, never listen before, but it was because, like, I just was so excited in the moment of, oh, my God, like, he's performing all the songs. Like, I want to watch the Periscope. I want to watch yeah. this. So, so I did. So then I heard the live versions. But, of course, like, I only heard them, you know, based on the the like the bad quality of people filming yeah. at the concert and like the studio versions are different anyway so um yeah so this will be interesting cuz you didn't listen to any of them congratulations mm-hmm. on your restraint honestly <laughs> good job um, but do you think so, it was worth it like um listening to it back then or, or would you have waited for the proper quality I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, it was exciting back then to listen to it, but I think it made this album release a lot less exciting. Yeah. So, like, I had the exciting time more the night of, like, watching the Periscope, but then Mm -hmm. I couldn't listen to the songs for a really long time. And then, like, when I listened to the studio versions, I was... I was hearing the song studio version for the first time, but it wasn't as exciting as if I was, like hearing new songs for the first time so in some yeah. ways I wish I had waited and I think next time I would wait if it <laughs> happened again just so I could like because it was like with Harry's album like I had no idea for every song and it was like yeah. every song was like so exciting to listen to but here I was like okay I know what this song is going to be mm-hmm. like it wasn't as like you know intense and exciting um so yeah I would say you probably chose the right thing to do right? <laughs> um but, yeah, what you're going to do? Can't reverse time. Mm. Um, and how did you end up listening to the album? Do you listen to it all at once or, like, spread it out? 
So I actually, the album came out last weekend and I was home uh, for my mid-semester break. And unfortunately, I had a lot of work to do, like exams. Mm. And I didn't do any of it until the last few days. And uh-huh. Niall's album came out around that time. And I told mm-hmm. myself, I was like, okay, listen to like one song and then finish one chapter and like go through the album like that. Yes. Um, but that didn't turn out so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have that much self-control. So um, my dad and I went out on a drive to like get last minute shopping in and like we just listened to the whole thing. Um, and it was it was really nice. But I, I think we'll talk about this later at the end. Um I I got a little bored or like restless towards the end, which is really mm. unfortunate. But yeah. uh yeah, I listened to almost the whole thing at once. And that was nice. I like I liked um, you know, having a couple like one after the other, but I think mm. next time I'm going to save like three and then listen to the others like the next day and like spread it out over a week or something. Yeah. I yeah, that's what I I do like spreading it out. So that's like what I did when I listened this time around like with the studio versions. I only listened yeah. to like a couple every day and spread it out over like 3 3 or 4 days, I think. Um but that's nice listening in the car. I feel like yeah. I need to like do an album and listen for the first time in a car because that's you get like the surround sound yeah, very differently. Um so then I guess for me, I, I'm the only one who can answer this, and I sort of, I guess I have a bit, this, the difference between hearing it live on the periscopes and actually having the studio versions. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, like, you can hear the lyrics a lot better on the studio versions, um, and it, uh, you got to hear the music and what he's chosen for that, because the, the live versions, like, they do slightly different, you know, notes at different times. Um, <laughs> so... It was it's much clearer hearing it on hearing it on the studio versions for sure. Um but I do like that live feel of the performances, so Yeah. And I think it I works might. well for the kind of music he's like chosen to put out. Like mm-hmm. it's not completely um electronic and I mean most of it isn't actually. So it's like it sounds good live, like is yeah. is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And I kind of want to get, like, if if the Apple Music documentary has, like, full live songs, like, with Harry's, there was a number of songs that were, like, fully live on the yeah. on the documentary. I might want to download those versions as well, because I think they will be cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so sort of generally, how would you describe the album in terms of, like, if you were to sum it up before we get into song by song, um... Like, the genre, the sounds, the writing, like, how would you sort of, if someone asked you what Niall's album was like, how would you describe it? Uh Uh-huh. Well, it's definitely 100% the singer-songwriter kind of um, route that he's gone down, and I really Mm. like that. It's really, like, soft and autumnal and, like, kind of coffee shop kind of music, which is one of the the genres that I'm really into right now. Like, it makes for good background music, but also, mm-hmm. like, you can really, like, jam out to some of the faster songs. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that that is what I put it under, is, like, coffee shop, kind of rainy day music. Um, and, yeah, I know, I, I love that about his album. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you, I can't describe it better than you. Like, I would say, like, autumnal, like, campfire, soft, like... I don't know cozy music. Uh-huh. You know, you just want to like wrap yourself in a blanket and read a book, or you know, drink hot chocolate or something. To Niall's album, yeah, um, and and yeah, and we're we'll get into like the writing of it and stuff. But I think very much like it's an emotional 
emotionally deep album. Yeah. And, like, there's lots of feelings and um, very sort of self-reflective, almost. Right. Um, and, like, you know how we say that Niall cares so much about his fans or, like, his mm-hmm. album going number one? I feel like that comes across through his music as well. Like, all the, the totally. lyrics. When they're talking about, like, another person, like, it's so, like meaningful and thoughtful mm-hmm. and like considerate and it's just so sweet to see that like I this know. boy has like thought all of these things and like decided to make a song about it it's it's so like charming he's such a good little boy <laughs> <laughs> it's so true it really does come across like who knew i feel like with louis and niall this this like hiatus they they each have such an emotional depth that i didn't know yeah. was there it's like they have all these like insanely deep thoughts that you just like <laughs> what? This is you? This is, like, the same kid who, like, back on X Factor would, like, play with a pigeon, Kevin, or whatever? And I think that was slightly after X Factor, but Louie, whatever. He's like, wow, I didn't even know this about you. Um, so, pretty good. And we're gonna get into some more, um, like, full album discussion after we do the track by track, but let us jump into the track by track. Um, starting with, let me, let me read the order of the album, and then we'll go through each song. Sorry, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Okay, so, it goes, On the Loose, This Town, Seeing Blind, Slow Hands, Too Much to Ask, Paper Houses, Since We're Alone, Flicker, Fire Away, You and Me, On My Own, Mirrors, and The Tide, and then the, um... Deluxe Target Edition has Flickr acoustic version and On the Loose acoustic version. Um, I have not heard those ones, though, except for the acoustic version he put on YouTube. But I haven't heard the um, On the Loose acoustic, so I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, me neither. Like, I couldn't find MP3s. Like, I, I'm pretty <laughs> good at finding things online, and I couldn't find them. So I don't know where those are. Um, but I will have to somehow find the acoustic on the loose because I would like that very much. Yeah. Uh, let me know if you guys somehow found it or have the acoustic version of on the loose and flicker because uh, I would like that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with on the loose, which opens the album. I think it's a good opener. Um, now, we heard this song way back when he performed it earlier this summer on I think it was the summer ball tour or one of those tours he was doing mm-hmm. he played it live for the first time um and people have been waiting for this studio version for so long everyone kept saying Niall you performed the song live why not give us the studio version um and we finally have it which is awesome um and for me I would describe it as like a suave fun like almost like 70s-y kind of vibe. I think of the yeah. I think of the colors of the Too Much to Ask music video, but like more upbeat and fun. <laughs> like it could be the same setting but like alive before like the sort yeah. of quiet feeling of that one. Um so yeah, I would describe it as that and like man Niles falsetto on this song is insane and Wait. I did not <laughs> Do we know that that's Niles? I don't know. <laughs> because it's amazing. Like, I've never heard him sound like that before. I um, know. It's great, yeah. Whoever it is, it's incredible. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, in the live version, I never heard that. Like, the it's almost like howling sounds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and so getting the studio version and to be like excited like ex- surprised by that was really nice um so i definitely like this one and i'm happy with the studio version um so that's that's good because i've been waiting for so long so long for it um what did you think of this one yeah so i think this is another bop and um it's it gives me like water feeling vibes like uh, from yes. made in am and um i think I, I would completely agree with the 70s kind of it's groovy and you kind of want to like mm. sway to it but like not completely yes. dance all right um and it's it's really nice and the falsetto i i honestly it sounds a little bit like liam and i feel yeah. like if if this was a one direction song like he would have done the other mm-hmm. uh, high bits and like absolutely killed it so yeah i love that but the only thing is in the studio version the note when he says um she loves the way uh she moves uh mm-hmm. like i don't know why but it's like drawn out and really auto tuned and uh, it doesn't no. sound like like how he sounds like like how he sings it live and mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm the only one who notices i know kesha tweeted that she doesn't like how it's, i like, know i saw that one. <laughs> yeah and so like just that one note really irks me every time i hear it but other than that it's great and and i like the little produced bits and the falsetto i think it adds to it mm-hmm. really well now I have to go and compare the two because I haven't listened to the live version one in a while, so I just have the studio version one in my head. So I'm gonna have to play the two next to each other and yeah. listen. Um, yeah, I think overall there was some things about the album that I had problems in terms of the production of it that I wish could be like a little different and like make it more live sounding. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I did I did like on the loose, so I wasn't disappointed i was scared going into it because i saw kesha's tweet about not liking it beforehand and i was like oh no um but then like i I think when i heard like the falsetto that like made everything better so um do you have anything else to say about on the loose no i think i'm good but i this is one of my favorite songs like i really like the upbeat Mm -hmm. songs that he's done like none of them are like super fast like they're all like a a nice chill medium pace which yeah. I really appreciate. Yeah, it's a good sort of like, and you can chill to it, but you can also sway and dance a little bit. It's a it's yeah. a good like mid tempo. Um, moving on to this town. Um, so this town, of course, we've talked about this one a lot. We heard mm-hmm. it. It 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 was only like a year ago, but it's, for some reason it seems like it was like three years ago. Yeah, like, I don't know why, but it was only <laughs> like what last September that it came. Yeah. Out? Um, I feel like we've had it for so long. Um, but and I was kind of wondering if this, like, because he put it out first, if this helped guide the album or, like, the creation of the album or what he was thinking of, like, you know, because he was like, oh, I have this one song, so maybe everything else should sort of, like, fit with it or this is the sort of tone I want to make. Because when you're putting out a f- one song way early on before you've even written any other ones, it's mm-hmm. not like he was choosing from a whole bunch of songs. Um so I thought that was interesting to see how that one might have influenced the album. Um, I would say this is probably not my favorite of songs, and I think Karen and I expressed that like when we talked about <laughs> it last year. Um, it's just very like chill, soft, like hometown vibes. Um, yeah. I just I think I wish there was more like dynamic, which is a word I'm gonna use like a lot I think today. <laughs> um, but like the I wish there was more something like. You know, when you think of Sign of the Times, there's so many parts of it, and there's so much you're not expecting from it. Um, yeah. And I think with this town, like, it could have had something extra in it that, like, 
made it more exciting to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this town? So, um, it is a really, like, hometown kind of nostalgic song. And it's mm-hmm. really interesting how um, there's some songs that, that, you know, you play over and over for a certain period of, of your life. And then you go back and you listen. And then it, like, takes you back to that immediately. Yes. And so, this is one of those songs because it came out in my first year of college. And now I'm in my mm-hmm. second year. And every time I listen to it, I'm taken back to, like, September of last year. And wow. it's really cool because... It it is sort of about nostalgia and like going back to a certain place mm-hmm. and time, and then it makes you feel like that. So it's like this really cool meta feeling, and so mm. I still really like it. And I know I like it because it like it makes me feel those things. But I think I've yeah. kind of outgrown it um, mm. as a song. But I remember the as, first as time as a I second it. year in college, you're older and wiser. <laughs> and now you must move on to a new song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard it, I was so in love with it, though. Um, and I compared it to Ed Sheeran, which I know I, I might do throughout the album, but it's it's also mm-hmm. not. But, like, that kind of folksy, acoustic-y song. Um, yeah. And I really, I really liked um, that this was the first one he put out because it, it made me really excited for the rest of the album because yeah. this is somewhat the direction he went in. Like, I know he, he switched it up a little bit, but, yeah, I think this was a good good first one. Yeah, it, and I mean, it certainly did well. Uh, it was received very well, and the public sort of grabbed onto it as well. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think it does represent the album quite well as well, because it, uh, it has that soft autumnal feel to it, which yes. you see so much in like songs like Flicker and Fire Away. All those songs fit well with this, so it does. it's pretty representative um, of what was to come. Um, I, I love that, like when you have a song that can just immediately bring you back and it has all these feelings attached to it. And it can, like, change your entire, like, feelings about a song or just your experience with it. um, Yeah. Because it has so much attached to it. Um, Okay, Seeing Blind is the third song. And this is the one that he sings with Maren Morris, who is a country singer, um, country singer from America, and um, they sing it together. And I, okay, so like on last, <laughs> the, the other episode that I talked about this one, I think, was it Flickr Live we talked about it? Um, Kara and I were talking about how using the word seeing blind um, is very like ableist language, which mm-hmm. um, I still have a problem with this song because of it, which is so annoying because I think the song is so pretty. <laughs> so right. it's like I'm frustrated because if these lyrics were changed, I could get into it more. But it's like it's like when you listen to like Carolina and there's that like part of you that's still kind of like Ugh, cringe yeah. and you can't like fully give into it. Um, so that's that's what I would say about this one, that I love the song and the sound of it. I think the country vibes work so well with Niall. Like, I love the harmonies that their voices create, and I think it's one of the better songs on the album, mm. except for the lyrics about seeing blind. So right. I don't know. It's so frustrating. Like, I love the lyrics, like, oh, my, my, you took me by surprise. Like, I feel like it's very hometowny. like, um... Uh, I don't know, like, cutesy, quirky, like, fun, and their voices sound so good together. Maren Morris sounds amazing. Um, but I just, like, can't get on board with it because, like, the lyrics bug me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's frustrating because I love, I think this is one of the more dynamic, exciting songs. And then 
a little bit let down. Mm-hmm. But what do you what do you think of it? Yeah, so I wrote down that I didn't understand. I mean, I I still don't completely understand what seeing blind means. But I yeah. I mean, I just as a phrase, like it doesn't like it doesn't feel like positive or like it it doesn't like I don't like that comparison. Like even though I don't completely mm-hmm. understand what it means, um, but. Yeah, and the country sound, like, it works, but I think it's a little bit too much. Like, I don't mm. know if it's just um, her accent, or maybe I've just outgrown um, 2008 Taylor Swift-type music, and now I don't <laughs> like it anymore. But um, it's good, it's nice and upbeat and fun, and, like, yeah, most of the lyrics are, are all right, but it's not it's not my favorite. And I think it's it's mostly because of the genre and, like, mm. the, the phrase, yeah, seeing blind. Yeah, uh Man, Niall, I wish I could, we could find some new lyrics for that. Somehow, like, make it work without without that. Um, it'll be interesting to see them perform because they're going to be performing this together at the Country Music Awards on November yeah. 8th. Um, so I'll be interested to watch that because I didn't, I didn't mind the country so much. I don't mind Niall doing country. I thought it was kind of, like, weird at first. Like, mm-hmm. Niall's Irish and now he's doing, like, country music. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, like, down for it. But, um... Just, just the lyrics, I think, they bug me a little bit more. Um, also, just some background about the song. Um, I don't think they were in the studio when they did this together. I know they Skyped to talk about it, but they didn't actually record um, together, which always amazes oh. me how people can, like, listen to someone else, like, sing and then just, like, sing over them and, like, make it into, like, a harmonized, yeah. like, song. I don't know how people are talented like that. <laughs> I could never... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I'd love to know what, like, other listeners think of the country vibes um, from Niall. Like, forgetting about the stupid lyrics, but, like, just in general, how do you feel about Niall doing country um, songs and collaborating with country artists? Because I think that could be an interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Slow Hands. Of course, we've talked about this uh, a lot. Um, still an absolute jam. I think it's one of the best, perhaps the best on the album, in my opinion. Um, and I just feel like this is one where, like, I really like to dance to it, and like, the lyrics are just, like, dirty laundry, like, you just want to, like, let go, like, get a little bit crazy. Um, it's just so fun, and I think that comes out, like, when he performs it, which we've seen a lot of performances of this song. And I think the studio version is amazing in terms of that. Um, So I am very pleased with this song. I wonder if he will take the next album in this direction, um, just because this one did so well in the charts. So, like, potentially, um, like, he might try to do more of, like, this sort of, like, funk, uh, like... I don't I don't know how to describe it <laughs> type music. I would love that. I'm I'm such a fan. Like if you do that. Yeah, I just I think it's so good. And you really like this song too, right? Yeah. What so, are your thoughts? Um, yeah, Slow Hands is probably my favorite of the album. I have like a couple others, but uh, the first time I heard this, I got so excited and um you know that little ee <laughs> that's in the song. Yes. Um, it's I love it so much, and it reminds me of John Bellion's music, which is kind of R&B and pop, and, like, it has all these, like, little elements that, like, he does on that trackpad, um, Mm -hmm. drum kit kind of thing, and I really love music like that, um, and I love John Bellion's music so much, so this really reminded me of that, and it's, like, Sohan's is really 
produced like the his mm-hmm. voice like cuts in and out uh, mm-hmm. in between words and i think it works so well like there's some songs that that i think are produced to, like i guess in a, in a little way on the loose like produced too much uh, mm-hmm. for its own good but for some reason it works so well for slow hands and yeah if he if he does more music like this i'd be so happy with it I haven't heard of John Bellion, so I'll have to check him out. Um, um, he's the guy who sang All Time Low, which was like, low, 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 low. Have you heard I, that? I don't no? know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> if I heard the whole song. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm looking him up now. I'll have to listen to his music. Because Slow Hands is a jam. I, like, honestly, I would I would be so happy if he took, um, like, he did more songs. Because, like, this album has a lot of, like, slower songs. Um, yeah. And like slow hands is maybe one of the more slightly upbeat ones. Um, and I like the slow stuff that he's done, but it would be cool to see like where he goes given that slow hands was so successful and like what he yeah. does with that inspiration, I guess. Um, uh, he said in terms of um, um, recording it, he said it was such a laugh and you don't get to write a song like that all the time. Those are quotes. Um, so I think, like, that shows, too, that, like, it was just such a fun song to write and record, um, and it comes out every time he sings it, so, um, definitely a good one on the album. Yeah. Moving on to Too Much to Ask. Now, we did a song discussion about this song, and I feel, like, so bad about the (laughs) discussion we had, because the way I planned it, every time I do a song discussion... I sit with the song and, like, take notes every, like, every line, listen to the music, have comments about it. But for this song, I didn't do that because I didn't have time before we recorded. Okay. So, like, I was just going based off of, like, on the bat. And I couldn't, like, you know, be like, oh, this, like, little specific moment that I really liked. Or, like, I heard Niall's voice here. So I feel like I was more negative than I should have been about the song, I uh. think. Which is so frustrating because I can't take it back. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do, I do like this song. I wouldn't say again; it's not my favorite off the album. Um, and I think there's like a little bit of production stuff that I would change. Um, but I, I like it. I think some of the lyrics are really pretty. I mentioned "My Shadows Dancing Without You" for the first time being a really, really nice lyric that I love. Um, and I like the the message of the song, sort of this like confusion of you know, wanting to move on, but hoping they're also sort of upset and in pain and you're in pain and not knowing what to do. I like that because I think it's a more unique message, like more unique emotional message than a lot of songs. You get sort of the same story of like in love or broken up. And this is very like, you know, kind of a mixed emotion thing, which seems more real to me. Um, So I like that. I just, I think, I think like, Again, I keep comparing these songs to Sign of the Times, and not every one of <laughs> Harry's songs is as dynamic as Sign of the Times, but um, I feel like there just could be something, like, more, you like, do something different to one of the verses, or do something, like, bring a chorus and, like, do twist it a bit, I don't know, something mm-hmm. that, like, makes it a bit, like, more of a journey throughout the song. Um yeah, he said it was one of his more personal songs, so that's cool. He said that about, like, five or six of the songs. So <laughs> it's not like, it's not like uh, you know, like, one of two. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what did you think of it? I never thought about the meaning like that. But, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, everyone talks about, like, 
a love song being like happy or sad and this one's like kind of confused and in between which is really cool that yeah he has like emotional complexity that's that's great um but uh, specifically talking about the sound i really think it 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 sounds like one of those mid to late mm, yeah mid 2000 songs that like Mm. work so well in an ABC family drama like if this yes. was on Grey's Anatomy like uh, I just I think like when it's raining and like some doctor is broken up with a surgeon and like it's playing in the background <laughs> and everyone's sad like uh, this works so well and I think yeah. with um, a few songs it sounds like a few songs on his album it sounds like uh, older songs that mm. are, like have come out in the 2000s and I really like how this works for like in his favor but someone like Taylor Swift, who's, um, I think, look what you made me do, like sounds like a, a 2000 song that's like pop and really like over the top and trashy, yeah. for lack of a better word. Um, and that did not work for me. So I, I'm really proud that he's like created this song that to me sounds a little old and mm. um, it works really well. And I like, I like, like, every time I listen to it, I think about Grey's Anatomy. So that's, that's always a fun thing. That's time. amazing. <laughs> um, I definitely picture like, riding the the subway or the tube when I listened to it because I did I did listen to it a lot on the subway when it first came out and I know in the music video he rides the subway too so I feel like it's a nice like kind of like somber song for like as you said like rain coming down like a window or like you know you're sitting alone on the subway just like in your inner thoughts um okay this is the this is the only song where he swore and I know. like he dropped a little f bomb in there, which is I mean it's really cute that he chose this one. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I, I love that he I love that he swore on this one. I think it works so well on it. And he didn't swear anyone else. So it was swear anywhere else. So he was like really you know, um, <laughs> picking and choosing. Like it, it clearly meant something to him to say, yeah. to say the f word. Um, so yeah I thanks for pointing that out because that yeah I I really like the way he uses it on this it works gets that emotional push behind it um okay so paper houses I know when I heard this one first it was like one of the live ones that I heard and like really loved immediately um Uh just because I like the lyrics a lot and now I've heard a lot of like different things both from like I was reading some reviews of Niall's album um and also from Kara who thought this song was a little bit too cheesy but I actually really like the lyrics and I like the imagery of the house of cards and it falling and that type of stuff I don't think it goes into like too cheesy for me I really like it um I think the lyrics are really pretty and I think this one it has some of the most like pretty imagery and like um I don't know the the way it's constructed I like it Um, I think the verses could be, in terms of, like, the music behind it, could be, like, uh, they sound very similar. Every single line of the verses sounds similar, Mm -hmm. like, his singing voice. So maybe I would have changed that up a bit. Um, But I love the chorus. I think the chorus is one of my favorite parts of the album, Um, both the lyrics and the way he sings it. Um, Yeah. The lyrics are, um, and our paper houses reach the stars till we break and scatter worlds apart. Yeah, I prayed, paid the price and owned the scars. Why did we climb and fall so far? Like, I just think that's so pretty. I love the imagery of, like, space and stars and scatter. Scatter is such a great word. Um, mm. 
So I, I really like the chorus, and I like the way he's rhymed, like, stars and scars. Um, and, yeah, this is... So, yeah, I really like this one. I'd probably say it's up there with some of my favorites off the album. Um, like, and I love when, like, the music cuts out and it goes all quiet, and you can just hear Niall singing, and you can hear his voice. Like, I feel like it's one of the songs where you can hear his voice up front. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that about it. And again, he said this was one of his more personal ones. So I think that adds a layer to it as well. Um, what did you think of this one? Um, so I agree. I really like the imagery on this. Like when he talks about cards and like paper houses. And I like how it's consistent. Like mm. his, um, the first verse says, we made our love out of stacks of cards. And the second one says, we held our cards, but build them high. Way too close yeah. to the light. So it's I like I like when an artist is like conscious of like this thread that's like continuous throughout the the whole yes. song. Yes, and a theme. Uh, yeah, and um, but I mean I like the lyrics, but I don't think it's it's it is a little cheesy, but I don't think it's over the top. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I don't think it's as deep and emotional. Like the the lyrics are are good, but just for some reason, maybe it's it's like the music as well. Like I think mm-hmm. it just falls a bit flat for me. Like it's not. It's not great. It's good, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not obsessed with it. And also, mm-hmm. I kind of um, compare this to Long Way Down a little bit because there's this whole thing of like building it up and then falling down so far. Yeah. And uh, even Long Way Down also has a lot of imagery, which is which is really sweet. Yeah, but, oh, I love Long Way Down. The imagery in that song is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely see the comparisons with that. Um, did I cut you off? Are you going to say something? No, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, th- yeah, I, th- I think like, yeah, that's what I was saying about like the verses, like it's not as exciting for me, but I do love the chorus on this one. So that, that like builds it up. Um, I want to, I want to like compare the like sort of emotional depth of each of the songs. Like this one, I think like Paper Houses, Flicker and Fire Away are all like similar in sound. So it'd be interesting right. to compare like the messages we hear in each of them. Um, okay, so then we have Since We're Alone, um, and this one also similar, similar to that, so, um, uh, I think this one is sort of like, you really get to see how emotionally aware Niall is, and then it, like, grows as well as we hear Flicker and Fire Away, um, I feel like, just, like, his emotional intelligence is very, uh, high, um, and it's just, like, I like this one because he's just trying to be, like, a support system for someone, and yeah. you see that a lot throughout his other songs as well, where it's, it's not the typical message of love, which I, I really, really like, because I think there's way more aspects to love than this sort of, like, one version of, like, you know, romantic love that we get, and to see him, like, I love the lyrics, you can talk to me, it's more than skin deep, I'm trying, yeah. Like, when he's saying, like, I'm trying, I feel that. Like, he's trying to be there for someone. He's trying to do his best, and he might not always be perfect, but he's trying, and he wants to show he cares. Um, I love that. And then, like, and if you get lost in the dark, it's okay. I mean, in, lost in the light, it's okay. I can see in the dark. Yeah. Um, like, the the imagery there is interesting, the light and dark and the way he uses it. Um, and also the falsettos on this one and harmonies are very, very pretty. Um so, yeah, I like this one. Um, I think out of, like, Flicker, Since We're Alone, Fire Away, and Paper Houses, I would say this isn't, like, one of my top out of those four. Um, but I still think it's good, and I think it has that emotional depth um, that we see throughout the album. Um, right. What would you say about it? 
So, um, sonically, I think it kind of belongs on four, like the One Direction album. Mm. I could totally see this as a as a one D song, like maybe with a little bit more rock. Um, mm. But I really like it. It works. Like it's it's a pop song that doesn't sound like the pop music we're getting right now, which which yeah. I I love. Um, and I completely agree with with the lyrics. Like I highlighted those lyrics too. Um, though skin deep, it's more than skin deep. And like if you get mm. lost in the light, it's okay. I can see in the dark. And yeah, it's just so sweet that he cares. And like whoever this person is, like he's willing to put in the time and effort. And when I listen to these songs, like I think you're right, the ones that are around this area are very like self help and like I'm here for you and like <laughs> yes. it's it's so sweet and like I don't think we give him enough credit for like just being such a genuine sweetheart and I mean whoever he's singing about, I mean I hope like they appreciate that. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. And I totally um, agree. Yeah. And I think like um we we like tend to say I mean like Taylor Swift back in the day is like like considered a really like good songwriter and Ed Sheeran even now but I think mm. Niall like totally deserves to be up there like actually I haven't gone through the lyrics until right now like before we started recording and it actually like is such sweet lyrics and like even though they're not the most complex rhymes or you know like light and dark is like typically used a lot but um, mm-hmm. I don't know just the way he constructs it is is so pretty and I I really like it. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, almost very delicate, and, like, it's, like, he's, like, giving you a hug with his lyrics, and just, like, yeah. I don't know, like, a little smile, and, like, trying trying his best, you know, like, the I'm trying line. It's just, like, I'm here for you. I'm trying. I want to do everything yeah. and, like, help you and support you. It's just, like, ah, oh, I love those emotions. I love those feelings that he's expressing, and the way he does it is really pretty. Um, so, good on you, Niall. Your, your songwriting <laughs> really worked here. Um, so then Flickr, which of course is the album title as well, um, I would describe this song as like campfire, nighttime, crickets, the moon, like the embers of a fire, like sort of flickering away. Um, and this one, I just feel like it's so good. Like it's so pretty. It has such an emotional depth to it. And like, I love that it's like, He's, I don't know, it's, like, such a complex feeling of, um, like, wanting to keep a relationship alive, even though you know it's sort of not there anymore, but almost, like, you're imagining it to be alive again, or, like, Mm. you're sort of, you're trying to, like, think it into reality, almost, like, the more he, like, sings about it, it almost, like, you know, the fire, the flicker starts, like, flickering more, or lighting up. Um, but also, like, the other side of it, like, knowing that probably it's going to end at some point. Um, so I like that, the feelings he conveys in it. Um, and I think the lyrics are just so pretty. There's so many good visuals in this. Um, like when he yeah. says, when when you lay there and you're sleeping, hear the patterns of your breathing. Um, still a flicker of hope that you first gave to me that I want to keep. I like the me and keep rhyming together and the the just sort of like image of him laying in bed watching someone sleep and hearing their breathing I think it's very intimate um and I think he conveys that intimacy so well in the song and with his lyrics and also just with his voice like it almost is like he's whispering to you when he sings in this song it feels like it's so quiet and personal and I know this was the one where he said I think when they stopped 
recording it, like, they all just sort of sat in silence for a really long time and, like, were going through the emotions of this song. Um, and I think you can tell that listening to the recording because it just sounds like a song that's so quiet and intimate. Uh-huh. Um, but it really does build, too. Like, the last chorus is almost, like, ext- like more loud and hopeful than the other ones. So I like that building as well. Um, yeah, so I'd say this one is one of my favorites off the album. What about you? Um, so I heard that, I mean, from my friends who did listen to the album, like, I heard that this was a really good one. And so mm-hmm. that kind of raised my expectations a little bit, which is always not a, a good no. line to watch out. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I still really like it. And it keeps to the theme of, like, um, you know, just wanting to, like, be with someone. And it doesn't. it's not necessarily, like, romantic, um, mm-hmm. which is what I really like in a lot of his songs, like, they're gender neutral or they're not explicitly about romance and love, which is, like, great. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, when I listen to this, I can relate, like, on a personal note to, like, having, like, amazing friendships with people and then, like, you mm-hmm. leave or you move or, like, things just change. And then you, when you think of them, you're you're just, like, holding on to, like, the past. And then, like, over time, the past is all you have and you're just holding on to that. To oh, keep, my like, God. It's so have. true. <laughs> right. And, like, that, that's kind of, like, an unsettling feeling. Like, it's not good. But, like, the mm-hmm. way he conveys it in the song is really, like, sweet. And, and a li- I mean, it, it's desperate, but it doesn't, like, the music doesn't um, convey that. Yeah. Um, and like even even the sound, I think uh, the acoustic one has a violin. I don't know if the um, the recorded one does, but it it sounds like like orchestral and mm. not grand. But I mean, it's interesting that you say that you hear it in a campfire because I do. But I also think like um, standing. I think he recorded this in like an empty room, which was really echoey, and yeah. um, I think that that also comes across with the sound, and then it builds mm-hmm. to like this this big chorus which I really like but yeah, yeah it's, it's not my, my favorite but I still really appreciate it like it's it's, a, it's up there it's a good one yeah I've seen a lot of people like it um, and talk about it and I know he really likes it um, yeah. that, that helps <laughs> as well um, he said this one clicked with me most in my head uh, he also um, apparently he wrote it at home alone um, and then he said uh, he had four or five attempts at it to try to like get the music to la- to match the lyrics because the lyrics he liked, but he was wanting to get the music that like fit perfectly. Um, and he had to kept like restarting it and scrapping it, and then he got it right on like the fifth or sixth time. He was happy with it. Um, and he said the whole time of that song and when I recorded it kind of stood out to me. It's just one of the songs, even when I'm singing it, I close my eyes. You know when you're listening to music at night lying in bed, I kind of get into that thing while when I'm performing it. It's one of those songs where the room just goes. You could literally hear a cotton bud drop if you wanted to. It gets me every time. Um, which is just so sweet. And I feel like watching him live perform this one and like watching him go through those emotions would be a pretty special experience um, because it is so personal to him and like while we can attach our own memories he of course has his own memories of feeling this way and then he's singing about it and you sort of like relive those memories um Uh so yeah that's cool and I love I love that you said like you can feel this so much like with friends and like the flickering away of relationships and holding on to the past because that is so relatable. Um, yeah. And I love that like Niall's music, as you said, it's not 
explicitly about like romantic love or like it's pretty gender neutral so a lot of people can connect with it on so many different levels which is great yeah and um, I love the way he oh I'm sorry oh, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I love the way he talks about um like, like performing it with his eyes closed because I noticed that while I, I was watching the video that he put up on YouTube like the whole time mm-hmm. he was just completely in the zone and and yeah. it's so sweet that he's so into his music like I know mm-hmm. he loved One Direction more than anyone else but yeah. um yeah it's it's great that he can like really feel the emotions of the music he's making now which yeah. is always a good thing yeah, because he said even this was in the in those first tweets I read, he said this was the first time he really, like, wrote about his own experience and put it on paper, which is surprising to me because I feel like One Direction, um, like, a lot of theirs are pretty personal, but I think it's harder when you're in a group, and this was so much. Maybe Niall wasn't as personal with One Direction, like, yeah. and maybe only towards the end, like, Louis talked about how, like, Love You Goodbye was his most favorite off the album because, you know, it was personal. Um, but I, like, I don't know how much of it was just sort of like, like ideas that they had in their head and for Niall to talk about, you know, this album as being so personal to him and like expressing that as he sings and expressing that through his lyrics, it really comes through and I think he shines because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Fire Away, which might be my favorite one off the album. Ooh. Slow Hands and Fire Away are pretty high up there for me. Um, I just, I, I knew this going in because I heard it on the Periscope and I loved it then. I thought it was so pretty and I loved it as, as I listened to the studio version as well. Um, I just feel like I love the message of this so much and I think this is like peak emotional like depth from Niall on this song just mm-hmm. about like, you know, like being able to share your emotions and talk about your emotions when you're sad. Like we talked about um, Just Like You, uh, Louis' song, and how that really talked about like allowing yourself to cry and allowing yourself to be emotional and upset, and that's okay. I feel like Niall does that with this song where he's saying like it's okay to be upset and I'm going to be there for you and like I want to be there and you know, cry with you almost, and he's encouraging emotions, and he's encouraging talking, and this one really stood out to me as a comparison to, like, Harry and his theme on the album, which Uh was, like, not being able to talk, and not knowing what to say, and sort of being, like, emotionally turbulent, versus Niall seems very, like, sort of steady with his understanding the way he's feeling, and while it might not always be, like, amazing and happy, just just because he knows how he's feeling, it doesn't mean it's always great, but it feels like he, you know, is very self-reflective here, um, and, yeah, I just, I don't know, I love it, like, I love the lines, like, hold me close, but at a, at a distance, thinking I don't ever listen, but I do, it's like he's trying to yeah. like, encourage someone to trust him, um, and like, or even if I don't understand, you can talk to me. He's like, maybe I won't get your problems, but that doesn't matter. It's all about the human connection and like, you know, talking to someone and being there and I'm going to try my best. It's again, like that line earlier of like, but I try or I'm trying. Okay. Um, so I really like that. It's like, um, it's, I don't know. I, I like it. And I think the music goes along with it. I love the, the sort of fire away lyrics. I think that's so pretty. I think it's such a nice way to say it. Um, and like just the whole song I think is really, really pretty. And so like Mm -hmm. quiet and like personal and intimate. 
Um, so definitely one of my favorites. Um, what about you? Yeah, so, I mean, I would totally agree. Like, the first time I listened to the whole album, um, this one really stood out to me, and I kept going back to listening to this one because of the sound and, like, more so because of the lyrics. And, yeah, I just, I mean, it's so cool that you, you said that, like, Harry has this theme of um, not being able to express um, certain things, and Niall has, like, the yeah. complete opposite. Do you ever think yeah. they, like, just sit down and, like, vent to each other? <laughs> like, they should. <laughs> Yeah. Harry needs to go to <laughs> Nile for some like emotional coaching. Yeah. That would <laughs> Learn be how great. to talk about his feelings. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, I really like the lines you keep saying that you're all right, but I can see through your fake smile you're not. Mm. And I think we all need to have like our own personal Niles in, in your we in our do. lives. Like Yeah, like some people who would just like come up to you and like even though things might be okay on the surface, like you might not even know that something's wrong, but like people who just check check on you. And um, I think this album just like captures that perfectly is that Niall is this person for someone. And um, yeah, I think it's really important to have people like that or even songs like that in your life, which you can like turn to when you're feeling a little bit like this. So um, yeah, even the words like fire away, it's something so powerful and like, big and bold and like destructive mm-hmm. you'd almost think but um like it's seen in a in a good light song is so delicate and sweet um so i think that's kind of cool and yeah like the um, comparison the of fire way yeah right yeah and uh did i have anything else no yeah it's just like this one uh was one of my favorites um, from the beginning and also like the first verse i don't know how much the second verse sounds like it but it sounds like cat music a little bit like I don't know I don't I don't know if that's the right comparison but like um mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if I'm I'm saying this right but it's just like it sounds really like folksy and like has a lot of soul in it yeah so, it definitely does mm-hmm. I, I right. love that I want to listen to that with like that that mode on in my head scat music. yeah that would be cool um yeah I think I think a lot of people are liking this one too um it's just it's just one of those ones that are gonna it's gonna hit a lot of people because it's so relatable. Um, he he said he did I say that he said he wrote this one at home and it was one of his most personal as well. Um, and like we didn't even really talk about as well like how these songs are in relationship with the fans too because like in some ways it's him talking to the fans as well and saying like you know my music is here for you come to my concert and we can like get all of our feelings out and I can be there for you. Um, so like looking at it from like a communication with the fans, like almost like history was, um, I think is cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then the next one is you and me. And this one, this one sounds a bit country to me as well. Like I think of like running horses and like I mean some of the, the words like when he talks about a road and then like wild and free heart like I feel like that's very like country or like I don't know country mo- movie where like there you see the horses running away wild and like someone bareback horseback riding or something um but uh I like it and I think like the the lyrics of this would actually remind me of the lyrics of on my own a bit um where he's saying like you know, you and me is the title of the song, like, you know, that's the end goal, but right now I need to, like, focus on myself, and, like, um, I think a lot of songs are, like, sort of just, like, not just songs, but, um, like, the the world in general focuses on, like, you being there for other people, and, like, 
always you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, I'm being such a good person because I'm like helping other people or I'm doing this for so and so. But this this song and on my own is like, no, let me pause and like think about myself for a moment. And I think there's not enough songs about like thinking about yourself and like the lines he says, I lead a selfish life because that's what I need. It's like. Mm-hmm. I understand that I'm selfish, but right now in this moment, that's what I need for myself and for my own self-growth. But, like, eventually I won't always be like this, but, like, right now this is what's most important to me. Um, but at the end of the road, we'll be together, but right now, like, this is how I'm feeling. And I like that he, like, has those thoughts. Like, he's allowing himself to be selfish and, like, being aware of the fact that he's selfish. Um, but, like, the selfishness doesn't come across as, like, a bad thing. It's just, like he does lead a selfish life because he's always, like, you know, on tour or, like, you know, doing things for his music that probably take up a lot of time. So mm-hmm. I like those sort of, like, reflective moments, and this this song has um, some. And also I, I had the syncopation of some of the lines, like, time has never been on our side, so would you wait for me? It's, like, mm. he, like the, where he puts the emphasis and, like, the pattern of it is interesting, which I noticed in some of the other parts of the album, which reminds me of sort of what um, Ed Sheeran does with songs like Lego House and, like, how he syncopates each of the words in an interesting way. Um, so, yeah, I like that about this song. Uh, what did you think of it? So it's really cool that you talk. I mean, I learned that word for the first time now, syncopation. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really like how he he draws out the the times that have been on his side, and like he mm. does it with a few other songs, like where he just swells up these syllables, and like it just has yeah. such a good effect on how it sounds. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like how he says that, and um, even the beginning with the little guitar, it sounds a lot like John Mayer's um, kind of stuff, yeah. at least his older things, and I really like that. And mm-hmm. um, I actually I wrote down that I didn't like the list. Um, I lead a selfish life because it's weird. Because I thought it was just like just I mean I I need a selfish life because like that's all. But like I really liked what you said about like taking some time out for yourself because there's a lot of other mm-hmm. things going on and like that's what I need right now. But yeah, I think you completely changed my perspective on that because I was Aww, like, thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it is, this is, it a is good kind one, of an odd, or it is an odd line, especially in a song that seems like a love song, where it's like you and yeah, you yeah. and me, and we're gonna end up together, and I'm doing this like, you know, I'm, I'm but it kind of like stands out. But I tried to take like a new perspective on it. Oh no, that works well. I, I mean, now I think you're you're making me like it a little bit more. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were gonna say <laughs> something else. Um, um, yeah, so, okay, good. Um, do you have anything else to say about this song? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Okay, so moving on to On My Own, which, okay, also is one of my favorites. I think, okay, uh, there's too many favorites. On My Own, Slow Hands In, and Fire Away are my three favorites on this album. Uh On My Own, when I first heard it, I loved it immediately. I thought it was, like, the best thing I'd ever heard. Um, I was listening to the live versions again and again, and then, of course, like, I didn't, like, carry Periscope around me forever, so I couldn't listen to it all the time. Um, So I really only listened to it, like, at the beginning when he first 
performed uh, his album for the first time. So I was like really excited to hear the studio version of On My Own. And I was like saving it for the perfect moment to listen. And I was back in my room and I was like, okay, I'm going to like dance around and like get ready and listen to On My Own. It was just like such a good moment and such a good jam um, because I feel like I connect with this song so much um, because it again has that feeling of like being independent and not you know, following what everyone else says about, like, being in relationships or, like, having to be around people all the time. It's very much, like, almost like an introvert song in some ways, where you're like, I'm just going to yes. do my own thing. I'm going to be happy and free, and I don't want to, like, give in to what other people tell me, like, I should do. Like, the lines, I'll wake up at midday and marry my bed. It's just, like, such a hilarious way <laughs> to, like, express that feeling it's such a cheeky song it's a fun song it reminds me of act my age um i love the lines and and if you ask me round and i should decline don't take it to heart your company's fine but i get on better with mine i'm like i relate to those lyrics (laughs) so much it's not funny um because i feel like there's this idea that everyone is supposed to you know be happier around other people or like want to make friends all the time or want to like be at parties or go out and do things and there's not enough appreciation for just like staying at home or like hanging out with yourself or you know being happy with your own company um and I love that Niles like brought such an empowering like exciting light-hearted song to that sort of (laughs) um feeling so yeah I love it plus like the lyrics are really like visual and specific um he talks about like going on nights out he talks about a specific person um so i <laughs> i like those like i feel like you get really specific personal things that you can latch onto in this song as well um i also have i love how dynamic he says instead is <laughs> i think he goes like stead or something i don't know what i wrote but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> me trying to like recreate his voice in words it doesn't quite work <laughs> But the way he sings it is really cool. And especially live, like the live performances, you can just hear it. And, and oh, yeah, I was going to say in the studio version, too, you can hear the way his mouth is almost like sort of slack and loose um, because it, and like it yeah. fits the way, he's like almost pronouncing the words very softly, like, and it fits like the theme of the song well. So I really liked that. Well, wow. uh, what did you think of this one? <laughs> Um, you covered a few things that I wanted to say, which is like this is at my age 2.0 which is lovely I think we needed uh, one of those Um, but it's so funny how like Niall's gone down the country route and more American and Mm-hmm. Sheeran, even though he's not American, like Irish sounding songs on his newest album, mm-hmm. which I was really hoping um, for Nile to have some of that on his because I really enjoyed Ed Sheeran's. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is like the closest to. Um, are you saying something? I think I'm. Your, your no, voice no, no, no. Breaking up. No. Okay. Um, I think it's like the timing's off. Oh, no. <laughs> right. But um, no, what I was saying was like, this is like one of those things where like you're just. Um, up to like 5 a.m. drinking and then you go to sleep and pass out and wake up at noon and like marry your bed everything that he says like I feel even though I don't know how accurate this is like it feels like Irish like culture at its finest Mm. so um yeah I I really like like the the feel of this song but it's it's Mm -hmm. not my favorite I can see like why it can be but I think sonically there are other songs that are that like um are more impressive than this but yeah Mm -hmm. 
also the way he sings it is really interesting. Like he, the way he draws out certain words and like I, I don't know if you said it, it sounds soft, but to me it sounds like he's yeah. kind of sloppy and like just like um like like shout, a little chesty, but like <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> which is like like really he doesn't give um a crap about what anyone thinks and just like um, does yeah. whatever he wants. Which I think you you talked about the meaning behind the song a little bit. More. Eloquently than that, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is a nice like <laughs> anthemic. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be one of those ones that gets the crowd like going at concerts. Like you, you just picture mm-hmm. like everyone screaming and dancing, just like Act My Age was. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see this one. I need to go watch some more live performance of it on YouTube and get my fill yeah. of that. Um, and Niall said that it, this one apparently has a really funny photo from the studio session because he said this is one of the most fun ones to write. Um, and he said he might post it, but it's not posted. He says it in some interview, but I don't I don't see a photo of it. Um, so we'll be waiting on the on my own photo session thing from the studio because um, I would like to see that. <laughs> um, okay, so then we have mirrors. Um, I would describe this one. It's almost like Niall was trying to recreate a song similar to Girl Almighty or Little Things or Diana. Um, He said, I'm going to read what he said about the song before we talk about it. He said, um, Mirrors is from a scenario I made up in my head. Um, The idea that Mirrors is a lot of young girls struggling with themselves and have things going on. And I thought that it, what it would be like to shed a little light on it and kind of let them know they aren't uh, on their own out there. Um, I had this idea, obviously. I see a lot of stuff online, and I know girls in general. I was at a Pret one day in town, and I was looking at my phone, and I had seen a girl in the corner who I thought looked a little bit upset or whatever on her own and looked a bit lonely, and the waiter came over and made her laugh out loud, and her laugh made me look over. I wrote that down on my phone and picked up the story a few months later and wrote a song about it. Um, And this one he wrote at home alone as well, he said. Um, So that's sort of like where he got his inspiration from. So it wasn't like personal to him. Um, But I know when Karen and I discussed this before, we were hesitant about some of the lines, um, especially about the fact that like whoever it is says, the lines, these are the lines that we were hesitant about. Uh, the coffee's cold. He turned around and said, I hope you know you're beautiful. Have you ever been told? She's a little shy. As he walks away, she slowly breaks a smile. The skies are blue. Haven't been for a while. Um, and when, I, when we talked about this, some people on Twitter um, were sharing sort of their perspectives of the song and, like, their own experiences with it. So I think there's, like mixed opinions on how people interpret these lyrics and like whether or not they find them uh kind of like there's something doesn't sit right I mean for Karen and I it was just kind of like it's weird some some guy comes over and says you're beautiful and that's supposed to like make you feel better all of a sudden um but like I know some of our listeners had some like more things to say it so what is your opinion on this part of the song Fishy um so I know that he specifically this song. I think in one of the the live Q&A on Twitter, he said that um, that was one of his favorite lyrics, or it was a, um, a favorite lyric of a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I can totally see how 
can be interpreted interpreted as in like a mis- misogynistic way where it's like you need someone like a male uh, figure's approval to like feel good about mm-hmm. yourself which is a bit icky like yeah that doesn't feel right mm-hmm. but i don't it it half works for me like uh it, it's nice like something like a a comment that is like respectful and nice can like in your mm-hmm. day around but then uh you know the the line that says the skies are blue but haven't been for a while like i mean that's quite that's quite a bold statement like this one guy <laughs> completely changed everything but um i mean i think i i think it's innocent like i think his intent was definitely in yeah the right place but um and especially i i didn't hear the story about um why song was written so i think with that context it's a little more harmless like if he mm-hmm. if he saw it happen out like like play out right in front of him and that's actually what happened then i think it wasn't as like um vicious or like rude uh of a line at least that's my opinion yeah yeah i definitely think he, like where he was coming from he was not trying to make it like he wanted to you know, write a song that was going to be inspiring and make people feel good. Um, and I do love that that he was sitting in a pret and like saw this interaction interaction happen. <laughs> I think that's so cute. Um, and I and I I think I would have just preferred it if it was like the waiter, like they had the actual story of like some waiter said something funny and it made her smile rather than yeah. you're beautiful. Have you been? Have you ever been told? Where it's like, well, maybe she has been told she's beautiful. Or like, <laughs> maybe she tells herself. Um, so I guess, like, if it was something else, like, in those lines, I, like, yeah. I think, because the story of the waiter is so cute, and I, I definitely don't think it's, like, he was trying to make it, you know, like, he was clearly trying to make it a positive thing that was, like, you know, supposed to, you know, make yeah. fans, you know, feel more, um, like, confident or something, um, but I just feel like it missed the mark a little bit. Um, I'll be interested to do a, a lyrical discussion on those songs so we can sort of break it apart even more. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of just, like, the rest of the song, what do you think? Um, I don't know how I feel about the chorus, like, the, the sound. It sounds a bit, like, rushed, like, for some reason. I feel like it's it's just, like, constantly moving. It, I know that makes no sense, but it's just, like, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't like the, the, the sound of it, but... Um, I like the verse, like, and it has a lot of, like, really delicate uh, guitar picking mm. going on in the background. And um, the lyrics where um, she hides uh, behind the face, nobody knows. She feels her skin touch the floor. She wants to fight. Her eyes are tired. Nobody's on her side. Um, I think that's, yeah, I, I think his intentions were, like, to empower and, like, um, kind of speak for these girls that he's interacted with. But mm-hmm. um, for some reason, it's just, it's just not like a girl almighty, um, in my yeah. opinion. And even even yeah. sonically, it's just I think it's it's a bit mismatched. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean, good on him for trying. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like a lot of people are connecting with it. So even if we don't connect with it, yeah. you know, in the same way that I connected with Girl Almighty, um, like if it's making some people like have those emotions, then that's a good thing, um, I guess. So. Yeah, I want to, this is another one where I want listeners to write in about what they think about this song. Um, Yeah, I agree with you, too, just, like, forgetting about the lyrics as well. The Sonically, it's not as, like, one of the ones that I would jump to immediately to think, like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting song discussion for sure. Yeah. Um, Also, um, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, 
but this song name is mirrors but like in whenever he mentioned it uh, in the song it's like a singular mirror so i don't know if he did that like um, the lyric is she looks into her mirror and the song mm-hmm. title is mirror so it's like it's just interesting if he's like kind of referring to like a m- multiple people who like this happens to yeah. or maybe he just like forgot and like yeah. yes <laughs> but um yeah i just i like it when like artists don't use the same like you know there's some songs where the the title repeats over and over yeah. um and i like it when like they either take like one phrase from the song or if it's a phrase that's like not used in the song at all um mm. so i mean even though this doesn't really count i think like i i'd like to think like he put a little bit of thought into that plural yeah. in the title yeah i totally agree cuz it's like when i hear mirrors i think like the justin timberlake song <laughs> says mirrors a whole bunch of times it's yeah. like, very different than that and i think mirrors too is talking about like reflection and like reflecting on things and reflecting on you know whatever he's seen and stuff so I think it's like got that dual meaning as well which just adds a layer to it I think mm-hmm. um okay then we have the last song besides the acoustic versions neither of which we've heard um, <laughs> or at least the one of them um, so this will be the last one we discuss um so the tide uh, I feel like this one, it, it like the lyrics and the repetition of it almost feel like it matches the mood of the song, which is like, like almost you're running away from the tide that's coming in and you don't know what to do. There's almost like a, um, like desperate feeling a bit, like because it does mm-hmm. repeat a lot and like the lines like, oh no, get ready, I feel it coming, it's coming again. Like you can feel the waves almost like rolling and getting them. Um, and I feel like this one's almost like the twin of Flicker, but it's like the upbeat version and it's like almost like, like you're preparing to fight and battle the right. tide. Like in oh. Flicker it's like this sort of like sad wash away of like something's like, the relationship's ending, but you don't want it to. And, like, the tide is also similar to, like, something ending, but you don't want it to. Um, and so, like, it has that feeling to me. Um, but I'm like, I just want to get on a boat and, like, save Nile from the tide. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like this song, um, as well as a number of the other ones, could be very much thinking about, like, One Direction coming to an end as well. I think there's a lot of <laughs> songs, I know, on this album. Which one Which one else did I have? I think, what was it? Um, was it was You it and Me? Oh. I think, no, well, Flickr too. I, I, I was thinking of You and Me as well, maybe, about, like, how the boys have to go solo. It's like, I live a selfish life, I have to go solo. But at the end of the road, it's still oh. going to be, like, You and Me. Um, and then for this one as well where it's, like, he can feel, like, One Direction coming to an end. I don't know if this is, like, at all what he was thinking, but, like, (laughs) it's, like, the feeling of something big ending, not necessarily just a relationship, but it could be, you know, anything that's coming to an end that you don't want it to be, and you're sort of trying to outrun the tide that's pulling it away. Um, So I think the the imagery and the water imagery is cool, and classic 1D water imagery stuff going on here, (laughs) so (laughs) it'll be good to compare to some of the other water imagery we've seen in their albums. Um, What did you think of this one? Um... Uh, yeah, it's not my favorite, but I can. I really like a lot of like little parts of it. I I like the way mm-hmm. he sings "Oh No, Get Ready," like where he draws yeah. it out a little bit. Um, and even the chorus, like it's just it's it's fun and it like it's it. I don't think I like the repetition so much. Like 
Um, but yeah, I guess that adds to like this kind of urgency and like uh, desperation to like get away. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this is just another example of how like Niles aware of like all these things that like take place in human emotion, but like not everyone mm-hmm. really sings about. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just I I like the song, but I don't think um, it's one of my favorites. I don't have much else to say about it. <laughs> well, that was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I probably wouldn't say it was one of my favorites up there either. Um, and the repetition, while it does convey that emotion, I agree that at some points it's almost a little bit too much. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a nice beat. I actually like the chorus quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's always moments that, like, shine on each of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um then did you have anything to say about the flicker acoustic or on the loose acoustic? I know which you didn't hear. Um, yeah, so I mean, if we're talking about the flicker acoustic he posted on YouTube, I just, I mean, there's so many moments where I wanted to just like screenshot the video because it was so precious. Aww, and like, I yeah. think, I think his, like his entire aesthetic, like sonically and like mm-hmm. um, visually, like, he's just done a good job. Or whoever's been hired to control his public image, like it just, it works so well. And like with the the name of the song and the sound of it um i think it's a it's a great video but about the song um yeah i think he added like a violin in in the live mm-hmm. version or the acoustic version which like makes it um all the more special uh yeah. and he sounds so good like i think we gloss over the fact that his voice is amazing like uh he's come so long since x factor and like you can his live performances sound almost identical to the the recording which is just yeah I totally noticed that as well it's very true to what his voice actually sounds like yeah um yeah and, and I, uh, I, I don't know why we need to <laughs> the timing is off so it Go sounds ahead. like we keep talking over each other um I was gonna say the moment at the very end <laughs> like, when he stops singing um and he's just kind of like staring off into space and the camera like is up close on his eyes like you expect him to like Mm -hmm. look at the camera but like it's like he's so in the moment that he's just like still feeling it which I thought was cool yeah what were you gonna say (laughs) no I I actually was just gonna say that we need to find uh the on the loose acoustic but there's some good uh, um live versions where like the crowd is is significantly quieter so I mean I, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not the biggest fan of the studio version but I mean I always know that those exist that I can listen to but yeah. we need to find the acoustic I know someone um, if you have it uh, send us the mp3 thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, much appreciated um, alright so that's every single song on the album um, we're going to get into some whole album questions and, like, how we think it all works together. Um, so let's move on into that. Uh, my first question is, what do you think of, like, the cohesion of the album? Because this one we have sort of a variety of things, given, like, the slow hands and some of the country vibes, along with the very, like, singer-songwriter acoustic. So I was wondering how you felt about, like, how cohesive the album is. Um, I was together that you can't have one like um kind of ballads or like sad music so I'm, I'm glad he's like done like few up-tempo ones and they're not like at the extreme like he's really mm-hmm. the pace uh true to the kind of music he's making which which i really like and um just going down the line like even based on our discussion like there's so many common 
themes that he's brought out uh, and i just think it works well, like as as an entire project so um i'm not like left confused about like wait why was that song on there but um yeah i think it works well as a as an album yeah i agree i think there's like the like the the themes of like the emotional themes throughout it bring the songs together and like some of the themes that like weave their way in that might not be sonic sonic themes um like work mm-hmm. well together and his songwriting is similar across the board so i think it all sort of comes together well and i like an album that has like range and has songs that all don't sound the same um so like it's nice that we get a variety from him like could you imagine if we didn't have slow hands like it's one <laughs> of the best but it doesn't really fit anywhere specifically yeah. so like that's a treasure to have um <laughs> How about, like, the album length? Because this album is, like, 47 minutes. I mean, Harry's was 41, mm-hmm. and it had a lot less, a lot fewer songs. Um, do you think, this is 47, so do you think, like, that's good, or do you wish it was longer? So, um, when I actually sat down to listen to it in the car, um, at least the first half of it, like, the first five songs, we'd listen to most of them, other than Seeing Blind. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I I'm, I probably should have skipped over them, but then by the time I got to like the like ninth or tenth track, I was like, okay, I think I get it now, um, yeah. which is unfortunate. Like before, like when Taylor Swift would release like seventeen songs or like close mm-hmm. to twenty songs or whoever would, um, I'd be really excited about like having so much of it. But I think I'm getting like um, more used to like uh, shorter albums. Like there's some songs on Zayn's album, like Mind of Mine, that I still haven't heard because it's a really long wow. one. Yeah. yeah. And um, so yeah, I got a little bored towards the end of Flicker, which is sad. Like I don't, I don't want to admit that. But um, <laughs> I think 13 is a is a good size. And even Harry's, like yeah, you're kind of left wanting more, which is better than. Uh, being like okay I'm done you can you can go now yeah (laughs) yeah that is true that is true because Harry's is like such a like neat package even though like we wish there was more songs it very like feels solid in the way that it is um I mean of course with Niles I'm always like well I wish we could have more because like what if I like those ones a lot too and it's like yeah the ones that they choose to put on the album might not be the ones that you would have chosen to put on the album um yeah, I think, like, 13, at least we got 13, like, that's better than 10, and then if you <laughs> add the two acoustic versions, that's 15, um, yeah. but I personally am always like, the more, the better, so, um, yeah, it's interesting, though, N- Niall has three more songs than Harry, but only seven minutes longer, which just shows yeah. you how long each of Harry's songs were, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. Uh, the next question I have is, how about the ordering of the songs? I mean, I didn't really think too hard about this, so feel free yeah. to not have an answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, is there anything about like the order of the songs that stands out? Uh, there's not much of a theme other than like those three or four songs in the middle that get really um, mm-hmm. like emotional and like I'm there for you. That that kind of message comes across. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, the first like half of it is all songs that we heard before so I don't know how smart that was in like releasing all of that or maybe that was like conscious uh to do that but um Mm -hmm. no I I I think even towards the end other than on my own they're not that many upbeat upbeat songs so I don't know if that was like whether they like consciously sat down and were like okay we're gonna like start with like more um 
casual songs and then get more emotional, which I think that mm-hmm. works. Like if you sit down and listen to it, um, and I don't know if anyone can like confirm this, but a friend of mine told me that. I mean, this is all the same friend, by the way, the one I've been talking about. <laughs> um, she told me that there's a specific order in which if you listen to the album, like it's it's a song or a story about like one relationship, which I'm sure I'm sure like someone can like make make um, sense out of that. But I'm gonna have yeah. to find that and like try to reorder it because that's always interesting is like um putting together an album like how you would want to do it yeah um but i'm sure i'm sure kara and i will do an episode about ordering the songs to make a story because we've done that for harry's and <laughs> we did it for made in the am as well so that'll be interesting yeah to, do, to try to like have a cohesive story because it definitely seems like he talks about a number of different people or and he said that but then there's like also like a group of songs that really seem to be about like a similar thing um so yeah i think i wish on my own maybe was the last song because i just like a really upbeat last song yeah but um yeah besides that i i don't know how i would order it i haven't really given much (laughs) thought to it i like that it opens with on the loose i think that's a good opener um Mm -hmm. and yeah not not much else to say about the order (laughs) um and then in terms of songwriting have you seen his songwriting like changed a lot since like made in the am and one direction or do you think like it's similar could you would you be able to tell that this is like nile i guess um yeah i mean actually i could tell that this is a one direction member if if that makes sense mm-hmm. like i think some of them definitely belong on uh one direction albums but mm-hmm. i i mean i can't think uh of what, what are the kind of songs that Niall wrote he wrote Never Enough which was mm-hmm. no right yeah which I think yeah. I can that like relates to Slow Hands a bit like that really upbeat that one was yeah. weird though that was, <laughs> I don't want to compare to Slow Hands but I love it I love it but it was just a, a bit of a weird one um <laughs> but yeah I think this time like we've gotten to see like Niall personally put his like heart and soul out there which mm-hmm. we haven't um, seen on One Direction I don't know if he did a lot of the songwriting I know Liam and Louis did, did most of it but yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just really impressive and I think he should go down as like one of those great pop uh, songwriters if if not pop just like a, a talented singer-songwriter because he's mm-hmm. I think he's written on all of them so I mean I think he deserves a lot of credit for that yeah, I agree. I'm glad he he didn't like. I'm glad he wrote on every single one. It feels like the boys' mentality going into solo like music is like I want to write on every song, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, and yeah, I think like I feel like because he's been given the chance to be like the one main focus, it's like allowed him to like express more of himself than he maybe thought he could express with One Direction's albums. So I feel like the songwriting has changed in terms of that. And, like, we're seeing this, like, big emotional, like, depth from Niall. Um, so I feel like that's something new that we didn't necessarily see. Because he did, like, Wolves. He did Temporary Fix. He did, um, uh-huh, yeah. like, Never Enough. Which, like, I, I see what you're saying about the slow hands. I totally get that one. But, like, some of the other, like, I, I it's, you, it's not like, I mean, the things, like, Don't Forget Where You Belong, I would say, relates to this album, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's a, that, I mean, maybe it was Made in the AM, he just did some more, like, upbeat songs, but then, like, yeah. Don't Forget Where You Belong, definitely, I feel like there's similar vibes there between that. That definitely seems like, he, you know, he's talking about something, about missing home, which is a theme that could easily fit on this album, so, mm-hmm. um, I think... I see the comparisons there. 
Um, and then how does how, did, was this what you expected from Nile? Like, how does it compare to Nile from One Direction just generally as as an album and as like an artist? Um, like I keep saying, but like I think his songs are the most um, like well suited to One D music. So I definitely see mm-hmm. it. But he's grown. Like it's not it's not like all of them would would sit on a One Direction album. But I think his is like, the most the closest to what music they put out before and yeah. um, what I expected like I this is mostly what I expected from him like I I really wanted him to go down an Ed Sheeran uh, kind of vibe and I think Ed Sheeran is being less Ed Sheeran than he has been <laughs> in the past so I'm glad that like Niall's taken up that spot because like Ed Sheeran is like doing ballads and like great emotional ones and like now Niall's taking the more folksy um, acoustic mm-hmm. ones which is which is fine um, and yeah, yeah I I, I I think I kind of forget that he wrote those upbeat songs like Temporary Fix and even Act My Age. So, I mean, I'm glad that he has, like, uh, kept those um, on his album as well. And, yeah, this is pretty much what I expected. I think I, for all the boys, like, I think we could have seen this coming and Niall has not disappointed with the kind of music he's put out. Yeah, especially because we got this town so far in advance. It was like we got a taste of what it would be like. So it was like, okay, this is Solo Nile is what we would think Solo Nile would be. Yeah. Um, And like maybe Made in the AM, if we were just going based on that, we might not like see it. But like knowing him with like Don't Forget Where You Belong and some of his other songs and like then we had This Town, um, I feel like it was sort of what I expected. And like I was happy with it. And I felt like I... I, like, trusted him. Like, with Harry, I was so scared, and then I was pleasantly, oh. like, surprised. Um, but, like, with Niall, I, like, trusted that, you know, there would be songs that I really liked, because he's just, like, it was just felt easy, almost. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, we've talked about a lot of the themes on the album, but, like, I guess we can just sort of, like, recap a bit of what we've said. We talked about, like, um, there's, it seems to be there's some relationship that seems to be, like, struggling or coming to an end, or, you know, we have the flicker, the tide, um, you and me, where it's, like, maybe it's not in the right moment yet, um, and then we also have ones that are, like, seeing blind, that is, like, finding the person that you love, or, like, finally making mm-hmm. it happen, and then we also have, like, on the loose and slow hands, which are kind of a little bit, like, uh, out of left field a bit, like, more, like, chill, like, jam ones, um, so, like, there's, I think there's similar themes of, like, as I said, the communication and the emotion and talking and, like, being supportive for people, um, which I think comes across. Were there any other themes that you saw? Uh, no, I think you covered it, but even, um, on my own, like, how he talks about, like, being alone or, um, I forget which one it is, but, like, taking time out for yourself, Mm-hmm. Um, which is really important. Like I, that's so strange because I don't think. I mean, with with all of the boys, really sits down and like kind of preaches how we should deal with <laughs> yeah. our emotions and like how they do it is through these songs. And I, I never mm-hmm. expected Niall to like be so like good with that. Is like deliver an entire yeah. album which talks about so many things, which is really impressive. Yeah, I agree. Like I wouldn't have thought it. Like I would have thought like maybe Harry was the more one who like understood like, emotions, but then on his album, it's, like, 
he doesn't know what, like, he doesn't know his emotions, he doesn't know how to communicate, like, all these things he deals with, and, like, it was like, oh, Niall was, like, the emotional deep one, and Louie, too, um, I mean, not that Harry's not emotionally deep, but it's, like, he talks himself about not being able to communicate, and, like, yeah, having to, yeah. like, learn how to do that, I, I wrote that, like, on Harry's album, there was almost, like, he was, tr- he almost, like, portrayed a feeling, a feeling a bit, like, shameful, for, like, being vulnerable and stuff, like, in from the dining table, it was, like, he almost felt like, it was, like, he, you know, it was, like, an uncomfortable being vulnerable, but for Niall, it's, like, he's wanting everyone to be vulnerable, and he's, like, asking people to be vulnerable with him and saying it's okay, so I love that comparison yeah. um, of, like, the themes that they talked about and what their, like, strengths are and, like, how they, like, deal with things going on in their life. I think you can see, like, big comparisons there. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else thematically or, like, other common threads, like, lyrically or musically that you saw? Uh, no, but I think he put it out at a, at a really good time. Like, before, they, like, each of them announced um, when their albums were coming out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of speculations going around then. I think he saved it for a good time, like, where it's yeah. getting colder and, like, um, <laughs> like um, I don't know. I just, like, think this is, like, the campfire vibe. And, like, even his, yeah. like, the lyrics are so warm and, like, just, like, a big virtual, not virtual, like, musical hug vibe of the album. Like, it works. Yeah, you, sorry, you just cut out a lot there, but I think I sort no. of got <laughs> what you were saying. You are saying it's like a musical hug. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's a really beautiful way to say it. Um, yeah, I totally agree. It's such a perfect time to put out the album. Like, when it's, like, you just want to, like, get in bed, bundle up, um, and, like, listen to Niall's album, feel all those, like, fall autumnal vibes. Um, so I'm happy it's out now and, like, can last us through like the winter and then like Liam's album coming in January I guess that's winter too well depending on where you live in the world (laughs) um um, I forget that like weather is different everywhere (laughs) um but like yeah there's just certain um feelings of Niall's album that really fit um right now which is nice um and then uh let's skip to how do we see this doing on radio because Niall so far has done really well um in terms of slow hands and this town like playing on the radio um but I don't know if um too much to ask has I mean I haven't listened to the radio so I don't really know um but uh, in terms of, like, other songs, do you see other songs being singles? Like, which ones potentially could be singles for you? Um, Since We're Alone could do well. Because, um, I don't know, I just think the message is quite sweet. And it's, like, one of those mid-tempo songs that, um, that like, all-out pop uh, EDM kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's not a ballad. But then I think that could also be a reason why it wouldn't do so well. Because yeah. um, it's not one or the other. But that's something I'd like to see. Um, do well and even fire away just because that's like a personal favorite mm-hmm. but I don't know if that would do too good yeah it's hard to say because like this town I thought wasn't going to do well because it wasn't having any play and then all of a sudden it started doing really well and like mm-hmm. that might happen with um, too much to ask as well because I would have said oh it might be too slow for a single but then like that's what I would have said about this town and it did really well so yeah I don't know I feel like 
Yeah, I would love Fire Way to be single. Um, um, I feel like, uh, what else could be one? Uh, Since We're Alone might be able to be a single. I would love yeah. On the Loose to be a single. Seeing Blind, I'm sure, will be one. Ooh, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about On the Loose. Like, that, I mean... Yeah, I think everyone, like, um, pretty much agrees that that's a good one. So I hope he chooses that next. Yeah, like, maybe, like, a summer single, because, like, slow hands did well during the summer. Yeah. Like, maybe it'll do well at that time of the year. I don't know. Um, I'm sure Seeing Blind will do pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what else would be a single, though. Maybe The Tide, potentially. Cause it's yeah, I was sort thinking of more that, too. Upbeat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I would like. I would like to see music videos for, like, Flicker, but I don't know if that'll be a single, or, like, Fire Away, but we'll have to see. Um, I'd really like to see a music video for On My Own, like, I can imagine, like, a first-person type thing where someone is, like, going about their day, completely unproductive, uh, but like that's the the best part of it, yeah. Uh, that would be amazing. I wish on my own could be a single. That would be so good. Maybe it will be in our wildest dreams. That would be great. Um, and then in terms of like favorites, we sort of said them as we went along, but what are your favorites from Niall's album? Um. I think like the top two would be Slow Hands and Fire Away, and then if I had to like include more, uh, probably On the Loose, Since We're Alone, um, and Flicker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm similar. I would say Slow Hands, um, Fire Away, On My Own are my favorites, and then also like On the Loose and Flicker and uh, what else? I don't know. I love seeing blind except for the lyric, so mm-hmm. that one's difficult. I can't put it in my favorite, but I like the sound of it a lot. Um, but yeah, I think I feel like some of those ones are like definitely standouts in general in the fandom. Um, yeah, that are people are are liking a lot. Um, and finally, what are your thoughts on Solo Nile just generally, like? Did it live up to your expectations? Are you happy, overwhelmed, excited to keep listening to the album? <laughs> um, so I, like I said, the first time I heard it, I was like kind of bored with it. And I kept telling people that like when I w- would tell them to listen to it, I'd be like, but like you might get a little bored because it, I do think it's slightly monotonous. But now mm. going through each song, I realize that it is like they have their own um, like stories or like musical mm-hmm. elements. But I think... Um, it's it's good, but I think I might get bored of it uh, in like a month or two, which mm-hmm. isn't. Uh, I don't want to, but like uh, I think that might happen. And it's nothing like uh, like bad about his song or like the, the his his music or like the the lyrics or anything. It's just like that's how my taste works. Is like if there's mm-hmm. something like too much of the same thing, and if I enjoy most of it all at once, then like I tend to like outgrow it sooner than something that like. It has like rotations where I'm like, oh, okay, this is a new song that I, I haven't liked, and then mm-hmm. I'll get into that. So, like, I think it's a bit of a bad thing that I like all of them um, all at once. So I might outgrow it um, fairly quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. That's like if Kara hears a single way too many times on the radio, she's like, I'm sick of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like 
It, uh, also, like, if you put it on, I think, I find if you put, like, albums on, like, playlists, too, like, where you're mixing them in with a whole bunch of other songs, that can yeah. be a good way to, like, absorb it more slowly. Um, right. I definitely need to do, like, uh, um, a One Direction solo artist playlist and just, Ooh. like, have all their solo stuff and keep adding to it. Um, yeah. Then you just get, like, a giant One Direction album. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I think there'll be ones that like I listen to probably more than others. Like I'm sure on my own will be something I listen to a lot and like by our way. Um, I'll probably have ones that I go to more on the loose, slow hands. Um, and then like, but also like I want to try to listen as an album too and like absorb it that way. Um, right. But yeah, I think like I think I'm I'm think I'm enjoying it so far and I want to see like how it goes and especially like given the time of year and everything. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely excited with what we have, and I'm excited to talk about more of the songs now that we actually can hear the lyrics with the studio versions and, like, dissect them and stuff. Um, and I'm very happy with what Niall has given. I feel like it's a very solid, like, peaceful, emotional album that, like, brings new light to who he is and, like, what he is, at, like, as an artist. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy with that. Um, yeah. Of course, we'll have to get Kara's opinions when she's on because I haven't talked yeah. to her at all. <laughs> I haven't oh, I really? really know. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't really found out what she likes. Based, I mean, we talked about it when we did the live album, like yeah. the live album, but not not the studio versions yet. So it will be interesting uh, to hear her opinions. Um, mm-hmm as well as everyone else's. Uh, Everyone who's listening, let us know what your favorite songs are and which ones you've enjoyed, what lyrics are your favorite, because there's so many good lyrics on this album. Um, And also if you had, like, themes or, like, overall thoughts on what the album's, like, cohesively and what is, like, the emotional message you take from the album, we'd love to hear about that. Um, So let us know. Plus, like, all the Grammy stuff we talked about in the beginning. Um... Let us know what you think has the best chance of making it uh, for who has the best chance of making it for a Grammy nomination um, and then potentially winning a Grammy for a song or an album. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then recommendation time. I don't know if you prepared anything, Fishy. I didn't oh, yeah, I have anything. a couple. <laughs> okay, great. So why don't you go first? <laughs> Okay, well, since you haven't listened to John Bellion, I really want everyone to, like, go listen to his music. It's great. Um, and there's another um, band called Laney. I don't know if you've heard of them. L-A-N-Y. Um, I, and I know I've seen it pop up on my Twitter, I think. Some, yeah. Like, someone talking about it, perhaps. It was probably um, me, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they have, like, this really uh, chill, cohesive, like, laid-back but still, like, electronic and produced sound. Like, I, I did a terrible mm-hmm. job of describing it. But um, <laughs> just give it a listen. Like, um, they have a song called I Love You So Bad, which is probably their most popular. Um, and I don't know, I just, I've been obsessed with their music all summer, and uh, I think they deserve, like, more recognition. And also the the front man, like, the, the lead singer, he's also... Wait, is that Dua Lipa's boyfriend? Yeah! Is that how I know him? Yeah, I, yeah, Yes! Okay, I knew, I yeah, knew it was he's He's so gorgeous, and, like, he reminds me of Harry, because he yeah. has, like, mid-length hair, and, like, 
Yeah, they're just a really cool band. And they, um, I think in an interview, they said, like someone asked them how they felt about having a large young female um, audience. And like, they, they said like, there's literally no problem. Like, I mean, we don't see that as a bad thing because like, mm-hmm. they're amazing. And like, uh, we get to celebrate music with like really cool people. So um, mm-hmm. I think they have a lot of similarities with the One Direction um, fandom or, or like the kind of uh, music, mm-hmm. not the music, but like, um, I don't know. Their their answers to that interview was really um, special. So, oh, um, I'm gonna have yeah. to watch that. That's exciting. <laughs> I keep I kept seeing him like with Dua Lipa. That's 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 why it, like rang a bell. Like, yeah. he is really attractive, oh, adorable, and yeah, so amazing. But uh, yeah, you should definitely go check out their music. Nice. Okay, what is my recommendation? Oh, here's a recommendation, and yeah. I'll talk about it more on uh, another show. Um, on another episode where I talk about my Harry concert experience, but I recommend (laughs) (laughs) to maybe not do general admissions, or if you do general admissions, stand farther back, because people are so pushy, and it's hard to see, so that would be my recommendation for anyone who is going to a Harry concert. You can also hit me up for more, um, like, details, but I'll talk about it on, like, an episode in full, but, like, if yeah, I didn't know if I should bring it. up the fact that, sorry, I didn't know if I should bring up the <laughs> fact that, you like, because last night was your concert, right? And I didn't know if yeah. I should, we should talk about it or not, or if you were <laughs> saving it for, like, no, the entirety I, of next episode. Yeah, I think I'm going to talk about it a lot next episode. <laughs> um, fun, Funny fact, uh, last night I got a tip off that the venue was selling, releasing more tickets for tonight's <gasps> show, and I got one, um, and... I really don't know what I'm going to do, but I might just go and, because I, I can sell it. Oh my god, you it. have to. I know. I could sell it, but I think it's kind of a little late now. So I might be seeing Harry again, like, <gasps> in a couple hours. <laughs> and I'm just going to do it, like, so differently. I'm going to stand way back where there's room and just, like, dance and have a good time. It's like, it was really, really hard to see him yesterday, and it was very, like, people were fainting all over the place, but I'm going to talk about that in detail. Uh, that's why, that's what his tweet was about, about people showing kindness to each other, or whatever, in the venue. It's because the uh, crowd had to, like, stop Harry from singing multiple times to tell him that people were passing out. <laughs> so, yeah, um... But, uh, yeah, that'll be, look look forward to next episode where I'll be discussing my concert going experience, but I think I'm going again in a couple hours. It's 4.40 where I am, and the concert starts at 8, and he doesn't come on until 9, so it's, like, only, like, three hours away, so, or three or four hours away, so, um, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what I think I'm gonna do, um, but yeah, that's my recommendation for today. Um, and let me know if you guys have questions about um, going to see Harry live, because I definitely will answer them all, because I know it's confusing when, like, these types of concerts are all sort of new and you don't know what, what to expect. Um, thank you guys for listening to episode 115 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You can go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. 
And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Um, and Kara, who's the other regular host, is at Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. Um, and she'll probably be back um, soon, hopefully. Um, and Fishy, where can they find you all over um, the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, all that good um, stuff? <laughs> Sorry, your voice cut out a bit. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at Tishipal, which is T-I-S-H-I-P-A-L. Um, and I also have an Instagram page where I post drawings. And I'm really instantly, so uh, maybe it'll motivate me to like draw more when like if more people are going there. But uh, that's at Tishara Can't Draw. So that's T-S-H-A-R-A Can't Draw on Instagram. Okay, I don't know if um, you cut out for, like, <laughs> let, let me say it, because I, I mean, I know what you're saying, but it probably um, cut out on the recording, too. Let me just say it as well. Okay, so it's... Uh, yeah, sure, sure. T-I-S-H-A-A... T-I-S-H-A-R-A-C-A-N-T-D-R-A-W. So, Tishara, or Thishara, which is how it's pronounced, can't draw. Um, so yeah, definitely go check out all her drawings because I'm probably like your biggest fan, I swear to God. I think you're so freaking talented and I love every single one. Not only are the drawings like really well done, but she always captions them with like funny captions. There's always like funny little like things that are very like relatable and just like I am obsessed with them every time I see one. I I'm, I hope I've liked everyone because like I go back oh. and I'm like, did I miss any? Did I miss any? Because they're just so good. Um, so oh, that's I, so sweet. I love them. So this is me telling you, you should draw more and post more. The better. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone should definitely go follow her because she's very talented um, and also just really lovely in general and a good person Thank and you. intelligent and a feminist. So, I mean, all the good things in the world, pretty much. Um, so yeah, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Like you have been awesome. I feel like uh, I mean it. It has sucked that Kara wasn't able to be here for this episode, but like the fact that you're here and you did such an amazing job, and I feel like it's been like a really nice oh. flow. So thank you so much for being on. Um, you've been a really great guest, and I really appreciate you very much. And we definitely oh want God. to have you come back on, especially if you're a Nile Stan. We always need need different stands on the, on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just want to thank you and Kara, of course, because this is, uh, I mean, this has been, like, the most amazing experience. And, like, I don't know, I just love and support you guys so much. And I have so much respect for you guys doing it um, while going to college. Like, what? <laughs> I realize uh, how much work and dedication that would take and you've done it consistently for the past few years, which is amazing. And, like, Aww. the content that you put out and, like, both of you as human beings um, are just lovely, so thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you. This is such a sob fest. Now, look at us getting in touch with our emotions. It's all thanks to Niall's flicker and thank you, motivated to communicate and talk about our feelings. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I'm Caitlin. I'm Tushy. We will see you next time, or I'll see you next time um, on the episode. And Fishy will see you soon in the future, I'm sure, um, for episode number 116 
Uh, hope you have a good day. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I want you, baby, slow.